Howdy, everybody. No, I'm just bullshitting. Uh, this is Critical History of Pro Wrestling Video Games, episode 19. I did not forget. Uh, I'm, I'm Mongo. Uh, my co-host is Legerbusa, and it's been a couple of weeks, so how you doing? Loaded question, <laughs> kind of. Um, I'm good. Uh, we didn't do an episode last week, because if you remember, I was going away. I did not end up going away. I was actually really sick last week, to the point where I was like, I've got to have COVID at this point. So I did a test and it was negative and I was like, you've got to be bullshitting me. Like I had like a super runny nose, a sore throat, headache. So then I did another test and it was still negative. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the next day I did a test and it was still negative. So I guess I just had a really strong uh, head cold. Um, so that kind of sucked. But uh, yeah, I just I just uh, took a few days off work this week and uh, it's been a really good week so far. So far, we're that's, at the end of the good. week. What am I talking about? It's a new week, so yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I uh, I think since we last did the deal, I I actually got to see the neurologist after I reverse headbutted the ceiling at work. That was fun. Oh, so what what was the result? They gave me two two uh, medicines I could take. One of which is for like it, like it's an antidepressant, which I haven't taken yet because it's like take it it helps you sleep and like my schedule has been so stupid that like if if i take this at like you know 8 30 am i gonna sleep until you know like past my alarm the next day mm. so i was kind of waiting until i like had a day off and then i didn't do it last night because i was kind of fired up from wrestlemania i actually don't know what the other uh <laughs> i don't know what the other medicine does because i haven't gotten it yet it took workers compensation can be very bullshit in this way it took forever for them to push it through. And then I had to call the doctor again. And then I had to call the pharmacy and then I had to call, I had to call the doctor. It was this whole long drawn out who shot John bunch of bullshit. I go back to the regular doctor this week. And then I, I go back to the neurologist on the 28th, which is actually like six days after I go to Fort Wayne, Indiana for a WWE house show. So oh, you're a lot of big it. things happening. Uh, here, not the yeah. least of which, however, is the the episode we're gonna do today. We're talking about All Star Pro Wrestling one, two, and three. That's right. The Tokon series is effectively dead. But, well, it's not really dead. Advance comes out in one but the console games are dead at this point, and they're replaced by SquareSoft or Square, eventually Square Enix, giving pro wrestling uh the good old college try. And the first game is actually just straight up uh, new Japan pro wrestling. Did they show and, um, images of this? Like before the PS2 launch. Cause this came out in June and I think the PS2 I wanna, came out in March, right? Yes. I also want to say, I saw pictures of this game in an American magazine. Okay. I, I remember seeing them on GameStop and just like blown away by the graphics at that time. Yeah, I because I didn't get the internet until later 2000, and maybe maybe I'm conflating seeing it in a magazine with seeing it on like GameSpot or IGN or whatever. But yeah. I also feel like I saw it listed. You know how EGM had like the upcoming games thing in every issue, where yeah. it'd be like by month and then by system. I could have swore I saw for like November 2000 in one of those issues All Star Professional Wrestling, and I was just like, oh, I wonder what that is. And then that was the issue, I think, that had just, like, a couple of screenshots. I don't remember what was in them. I could probably just go look at GameSpot right now and tell you if, if that's what I'm remembering. But, uh, 
Now it, that I, it was one of those things for sure where I saw it listed for release in North America, which yeah. makes it yet another one of those games that we could have got here, but didn't. Yeah, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure I did see it in the magazine as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember seeing if it was listed for North America, but there was obviously the hope with it being a new wrestling game and coming out on a new console that we would get it. Um, and uh, yeah, disappointing when... We didn't get that because it, the chew as hell. The end product definitely looked better than, you know, just bring it, which was WWE's attempt on the PS2 first attempt. I one of these days we're gonna circle back to just bring it because that game has like a really interesting development like process. And when you hear like when that game was initially targeted to launch, it makes all the sense in the world that when it comes out in November '01, it feels like an early '01 WWF game. Yeah, but. I, I remember I remember seeing those screenshots and just being like, wait, why didn't this whatever happened to that game? And then like I get on to like the game facts boards and Fire Pro Club and like, oh no, the game came out. It was in Japan and there were two sequels and each sequel added like another promotion. Cause it was that era of Japanese wrestling, right? Like you can't just make a new Japan or an all Japan game now. If you want to sell these games, you've got to have like everybody fucking all together. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, All-Star Pro Wrestling 2 was the first one to feature multiple promotions, and then came uh, King of Coliseum Red. I'm like, nine. you have to be right, because um, All-Star Pro 2 is 01. Yeah, and it's got like... And KOC is 02. Yeah, yeah, and it's got like um, like early cross-wizard Muto Otai and stuff like that. And yeah, so it was definitely the first one. Um, but this game, All-Star Pro Wrestling 1, I didn't get to play until years later when I eventually imported it. I think this game, to this day, still has the best entrances in a wrestling game. I mean, look at the games that come out after this. Let's say it's Great Muda specifically. There's no other game that has a better entrance for him than this game. And the way they use the lighting for the stages, even like the lights on top of uh, Sumo Hall, the way they move the music, it just, to this day, it sort of blows my mind. Yeah, the presentations, especially in one. I, I like the presentation in, in three a lot too, but we've talked about this before. One feels like a proper like New Japan Pro Wrestling game. The camera angles, the lighting, the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't think any other game captures the feeling of New Japan Pro Wrestling better than this. No. It's... Um, especially the Tokyo Dome entrances. Yeah, I, I don't know how like how they did it, but it's just you can watch like a New Japan show from that time period, and you can you can see like the same camera angles, the same lighting too. Like the lighting's just perfect, um, sort of incredible. Even like I said, even just going back and playing it now, it's just like holy shit, they they, they nailed this. Playing these three games again, which I didn't really get a lot of time with too. I played it for like a half an hour, and I was like, oh, it's eleven o'clock. I should probably go to bed. It's the perils of working early in the morning. I say early, it's like 7 or 8 usually when I go in, but still. Um, I completely lost where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> no, but playing playing these three games again, um, I remember going on Fire Pro Club back in like 06. Not even 06, like 04, 05. And the consensus I remember was like 1 and 2 are bad but three is good kind of and playing them again i don't get how you can fucking say any of them are bad like 
the tension system's a little wonky. Mm. I don't really have like a good way to explain how it works. You just kind of have to play the game and, and and play a couple of matches, and then like you kind of sort of figure it's it's like I don't want to I don't want to say it like this, but it's kind of like one of those things in like an acclaim game where like it's just a system you figure out how to use over time as you go along. Yeah, yeah, like the the button links in like Legends of Wrestling, like. Granted, that's a little bit easier to explain to somebody if you're just sitting down trying to show them a game. But like, try explaining to them why the reversal indicator is in a different spot every time, or why like some moves can link with Square and X and other ones can't. Like, you you you're just gonna be like, that's how the game is yeah. after a certain point. I I remember like a lot of the Fire Pro Club stuff was like the tension system doesn't make any sense, which like that's fair, but it doesn't like ruin the game. No. Not like at there, all. there's some stuff that becomes that becomes like obvious like if your tension is higher it's harder to get out of submissions it's harder to kick out but that's like one of the that's like the big thing i remember people like the tension system sucks the, i remember seeing people in fire pro club say the animations were bad and like oh, no these no. are like some of the best animations in no 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 ever like, yeah again just like the entrances to this day the animations in this game are still a lot of them still hold up because I don't know how they did it. I don't know if it's like a whole mocap or a mixture of both or whatever the case may be. But the animations are like incredible. It's got like the most realistic moves that you see in any game. Like it beats, in a lot of cases, it beats 2K23 is when it comes to animations. Like it's it's crazy. It was like on another level. You know what other wrestling game, and people are going to like lose their minds when I say this. You know what other wrestling game had really good mocap and All-Star Pro kind of reminds me of it in some ways? What's up? WrestleMania 21. Just hear me out on this. There's a lot of really like incredible animations in that game, and it's like 100% mocap. Mm. And like some of the ways like the wrestlers move in both games is kind of identical. I'm not saying that like they obviously weren't developed by the same team, not the same mocap group, but like the first time I played these games, I was like, oh, this they they kind of move like Mania 21. I dig it. Um, th- these games are way better than Ma- and Mania 21. It's not even a bad game, but these games are way better, like way better. Um, the first game, I, I should probably know because I think you have the video still on your YouTube channel. Th- this game has the Island Deathmatch, and I can't figure out how to do it. I'm so mad. God, I can't I even remember everything. how to do it now. I, I couldn't get to Gunrujima. Oh, I can't even remember. Like I, 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 I just is it like I just wanted to fight on Gunrujima, but I couldn't. It's cool though. I mean, once you see it, like it, it's what a what a great thing to put in the game. Uh, great reference for that Anoki Masasaido match. Uh, yeah, super cool that they put that in. Um, I think another thing that I've still got on my YouTube is the Ricky Dozan entrance. Oh, yeah. It's like an all-time great wrestling game entrance. Yeah, so basically um, the sky opens up and a beam of light shines down from heaven <laughs> and Ricky Dozan descends from heaven into the middle of the ring. Uh, and once the like gold light around him goes away he's just standing there with like this big shit-eating grin (laughs) it rules yeah it rules so much i want that entrance for all of the deceased wrestlers in the next 2k i bet the 2k (laughs) doesn't have the balls to do it no no none of the entrances look like how they should anyway you might as well just rip this one off oh Um, yeah yeah but um as as far as i want this entrance for jeff jarrett and fight forever too and he's not even dead Any great though? Um, Any great? As far as like uh, um, 
move types and or sorry match types and everything um not a lot going on and that, and that's the case for the entire series of all-star i mean you've you, for this game specifically there's only singles matches you can do like your g1s and your super junior and stuff and that's basically it yeah so that's kind of um unfortunate but yeah it is what it is in submission holds in this game i noticed like you kind of have to hold the button down right to keep the submission on and i had forgotten about that and i was like why the fuck why the fuck am i letting go this doesn't make any sense but uh i i kind of like that because it's and i like it when they they did the thing in like s svr 08 and 09 where like you had to like wrench at the hold or you would like just kind of sit there in it and eventually let go once i remembered it i was fine with it initially i was very frustrated though because i i just wanted to just wanted to make people submit there's also like button links in this game and i didn't remember this until i looked up the move list because i was playing as um shinjiro otani if you do like a button link during the spiral bomb, he'll just he'll spin like five or six times, and if the opponent kicks out, you're like stunned because you spun around like five or six times. Mm. That's a cool touch. Yeah, and you've got like the the classic because of the time period. You've got the classic Junior Otani, which is super cool. Yeah, um, in Taka Iowa and Kendo Kashin, and it's it's. I mean, as we've, we've pretty much said, it's like the, the perfect representation again of like that, that that era of New Japan. Bit of a transition phase for the company as well. Um, 2000, 2001. It's a sweet spot. It's, it's really before a lot of the the overwhelming MMA influence. So you've still got that sort of 90s New Japan feel. I will also cl- uh, just note right now that I, I love 2001, 2002 New Japan. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Fujita. Shout out to uh, Great Moot. You'll never do a job. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Shout outs to Murakami. China. That match with Nagata is amazing. Real quick, I'll, I'll run down the roster because I, I pulled up the moveset guy just to be able to do this. You've got Akira Nogami, Antonio Inoki, Don Fry, El Samurai, Great Muta, Shin Hashimoto, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Jumbo Saruto, which I had forgotten about until. I played the game a little a bit again. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, Kazuo Yamazaki, who had retired at the Tokyo Dome in 2000 against Yuji Nagata. Uh, the god himself, Kazuki Fujita, Keishi Muto, Kendo Kashin, Kensuke Sasaki, Koji Kanimoto, Manobu Nakanishi, Masa Saito, Masahiro Chono, Riki Choshu, Riki Dozan, Satoshi Kojima, Shinjiro Otani, Tadao Yasuda, Tatsuto Takaiwa, which the guy misspells. It's not T-O-K-A-I-W-A. Um, Tatsumi Fujinami and Yuji Nagata. There's a couple of unlockable teen idols in the game, too, and I don't know how to pronounce their names. So I'm not going to butcher them, but they are they are there, and they have a fuck ton of moves looking at uh, this move list right now. They it's very much Jushin Thunder Liger esque in terms of like how many moves these characters have that are like special moves. They were like the Super G girls, right? Like, come out with the the titles and stuff. Were they the Break Bunny girls? I actually don't remember those girls' names. So. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just assume so. I mean, it would make sense, but like the guide lists them as being teen idols. We'll, we'll figure this out eventually. I'm sure. Also, or um, we won't. Who does? Muta's gear in this game is from his match with Great Nita. So you've got like that 
huge like Ultron mask and super fucking cool. Yeah. I I'd love to know like why Jumbo Sarut is in this game. The, I mean it's it's weird with Saruta because like I don't know, there's something to do with his licensing because he was Isn't in, like, he in all three of them because I, I I feel like he's in three. Yeah, well. I'm pretty sure he is. He might be in two. He uh yeah, he's in two as well. And like he's in KOC Green, right? Which yeah, had, which... and he's also um in Fire Final Fire Pro for GBA, he's listed as a member of Noah huh. when you unlock him. Which is know. strange because, like, in Z, I'm pretty sure he's in All Japan. And, like, those games come out, like, a year apart. And in Fire Pro R, he's in All Japan. I'm sorry, all of Japan. He's not Jumbo Sarut either. He's Tommy Bomber. But we all... We, we, we know what's going on here. Yeah, there's some weird licensing with him at that time. Could ask his son. He's very active on Twitter. Yeah. He's a very big fan of white women, I, I've noticed. <laughs> um he will probably be your best friend if you send him a picture of Taylor Swift. Or like Uma Thurman. Nothing wrong with it, just something I've noticed knowing Yuji for like 12 years. Yeah. He's a, a very big fan of, of Taylor Swift and Jennifer Lawrence, and well, who the hell isn't? <laughs> also, according to this move list, Liger has the Avalanche DDT, and I I don't recall like being able to pull this off, but it's it's just a strong corner grapple. No, I've I've never seen him do Wild. that in the game. He does it against Owen Hart in '91, the yeah. top of the Super Juniors match, the one like everybody's seen. Nasty finish. Marty Jones, British wrestling legend, who wrestled Owen Hart. It's one of my favorite matches. I posted the the video of that finish, and he uh, he was like, "Oh, the he gave like the cranky old wrestling veteran response, like, oh, that's so reckless, and it probably wasn't even the finish.'" And then I responded with, like, well, it's Liger and Owen, and it actually was the finish. And he responded, like, caps lock, I wrestled both of them, both top professionals. And I was like, thanks, Marty. <laughs> oh, I got to tell the Pat Tanaka story, too. Uh, not right now, but, like, after figure or before figure talk. At some point, I got to, I made the promise. I, I got to tell that story. Okay. But All-Star Pro 1's a good game. We didn't really talk, like, a ton about it. It's just a good little game. Tension system's a little wonky. There's apparently two control schemes. I've never used the dual stick one. I've only ever played with like the D-pad control scheme. Yeah, same. I I don't want to play with the, the dual stick one because it seems a little, for lack of a better term, shitty. Yeah, a very odd con- control scheme to go with. I don't know why they did that. Sometimes it feels like these companies like, I don't just remember be ever hearing anybody say they used it. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I don't get doing a control scheme that convoluted but it probably was to your point like they just wanted to do something different what was the last one we talked about which had a weird con- oh the the token road games yeah very very strange sometimes you don't need to reinvent the wheel uh, just go with what works no especially since like the token road games come out and like VPW already exists, so it's not like it's not like we're hammering out how a control scheme can work on the friggin' N64. Like we already know how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Why are you like nobody uses the Z button? Yeah, for good reason. It doesn't make for a fucking like it's it's not a very fun control scheme to to have to use the Z button. No. 
I think I'd probably rather use that control scheme than the the dual analog one with this game. And moving on to the game I spent the least amount of time with of the three, uh, All Star Pro Wrestling Two comes out in two thousand one. I want to say like around the end of the year. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, November. I um, the first time I saw this game, like I saw screenshots and everything, but um. When I used to be on uh, IRC, hashtag FirePro channel, um, a guy I knew locally who worked at the, the Microplay video game store um, had got a copy of this, and he was actually streaming it at that time, way back in, in 2001. Um, so we got to see full matches. I got to go to the store and try it out a bit. And I think maybe he gave me a copy. I can't remember. But the whole theme of this game, when you start it up, and, and the cover of the game and everything is... Muto against Misawa, which unfortunately was a match that never happened in real life. And the, the intro's got them actually wrestling each other in like a, an empty arena in a, in a ring. Um, there's like specific animations, it seems, for Muto and Misawa in this game. Like one that I've seen a lot, which looks absolutely perfect, is when Muto goes for the space rolling elbow and Misawa catches him into a German suplex. Um, that's one of my favorite animations, favorite reversals from this game because it looks so good. Like it's unbelievable how good that looks. And um, of course, like I said earlier, you've got the the Cross Wizard early 2001 mood. Also, you've got like the he's got the Shining Wizard. This is the first game where he's got like the Shining Wizard. Uh, maybe maybe Fire Pro Fire Pro D would have been first actually, I think. But um, yeah, the animations, a lot of them are from the first game. There's some new ones. Look tremendous. Um, there's character-specific stuff like Grim Moodle go underneath the ring, and it's a way to sort of recharge your mist. Yeah, I I've, I didn't play a lot of this game like you uh, recently, but I've seen it so much over the years that I have a good good idea of it. And uh, I'm a big fan of this game. It, it, again, this is just like a great time period um, bring in, you've got New Japan and then bring it in No One Zero One. I dig it. I dig it a lot. This is the game that <clears throat> starts like the R One is the grapple button, right? Right. I don't yeah. I think I use that a lot with All Star One. It's prevalent in All Star Two. It's called like capture, not grapple or whatever. The little bit I did play, I was like, I was kind of shocked how different it plays compared to One. But I was also like, oh no, this plays. This is just baby All Star Pro Three. Mm-hmm. The uh, th- there's like a one-handed grapple and a two-handed grapple, and I couldn't figure out like any difference between them. Like it didn't seem to give me like different moves depending which one I did. Yeah, I've never understood that. A lot of mysteries with these games. Uh, this game actually has the tag matches in the battle royal. Right, because well, I saw uh, those on the menu. Unfortunately, it it does. Uh, they did take out the entrances, which is a shame. Um. You do have like a. There's more arenas this time, and they'll they look so good. There's one thing we didn't talk about is like the arenas are, are very detailed. Um, they look pretty much how yeah. you want them to. Incredible. This era of like Japanese wrestling games, specifically like these games and like the first KOC games. This is the first KOC game. It's one game split into two. It's it's like saying red and blue are fucking different Pokemon games. The same goddamn shit. It's one game. But uh. These had like the best arenas of any of the Japanese wrestling games. Yeah. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom has some really nice looking ones too, but like these, I don't think I've seen a better Cork and Hall, and I think I've said this on multiple episodes, than in like KOC Red and Green. It 
like it has like the scale of the building right and like everything just looks right and we'll i'll talk gosh about koc more when we actually cover koc but no all-star pro 2's venues are fantastic yeah they look great yeah it's the lighting too like the lighting's just perfect for these games yeah and it, it can't be understated how much of a fucking leap forward the playstation 2 was mm. in terms of like graphical fidelity and I know, like, graphical fidelity is, like, a big topic now. Everything has to be photorealistic. Um, I would have perfectly been fine if video games never looked better than, like, this. Because y- you see what happens when you chase photorealism in wrestling games. It's, it's there for the world to see and also for the world to hear, because that was the last thing that we recorded was us kind of eviscerating <laughs> a photorealistic game. Uh, very cool roster for this game. I will read right here. Uh, Battle Liger is in, which is Liger when he decides to go to the heavyweight division. And it's interesting because he's in the G1 in 2000 and 2001. And the the 2001 G1 run that Liger has is fantastic. I would recommend seeking it out. Uh, we got Don Fry. Because it's 2001. Uh, El Samurai is in the game because it's 2001. Great Muda is in the game. Uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. I know that's a shock to everybody that he would be in the game. Um, Kazuo Yamazaki's in. Uh, parentheses, caps, lack secret character, which probably explains why I didn't see him on the menu. Keiji Muto, Kendo Kashin, Kensuke Sasaki. Also, it annoys me when people spell Kensei Sasaki with an E, but that's just me. Uh, Power Warriors in, also unlockable, which Kensuke is a road warrior, or a hellraiser, rather. Uh, Koshi Kanimoto's in the game, Manobu Nakanishi. Masahiro Chono. Uh, let's see, Minoru Tanaka. Riki Choshu. I swear I can read, it's just the light from my laptop screen is kind of frying me right now. Satoshi Kojima. Scott Norton. Uh, Shiro Koshinaka, Takashi Izuka, Tatsumi Fujinami, Yuji Nagata, Akira Tawe, which I think in like the three matches I played, I used him for two of them. Shoutouts to Tawe. Uh, Jun Akiyama, Kenta Kobashi, uh, Maso Inoue, uh, Mitsuharu Misawa, Mitsuo Momota, which is the son of Riki Dozon. I have a story about Momota to tell, too. Uh, don't, don't let me forget that. Uh, Naomichi Marfuji, Takayo Omori, Takeshi Rikyo, or sorry, Takeshi Rikyo, be correct. Uh, Vader, and Yoshiro Takayama, that rounds out, the, oh, I'm sorry, Yoshinari Ogawa, that rounds out the Noah roster. And then for zero one, you've got Otani. Uh, the junior version is an unlockable. Shinyashimoto. Tatsuhito Takaiwa, the fucking goat. And then uh, Antonio Inoki's in the game. Jumbo Saruta. Riki Dozon, again, unfortunately, without the entrance. And then there's a couple of uh, original characters. There's one, and then you have Tadao Yasuda and White Mask. Which, that's Antonio Inoki. Yeah. Like, 90% sure, for anybody wondering. Yeah. The Noah roster seems sort of small. I mean, it it's still mainly a New Japan game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not as small as like the All Japan roster in Wrestle Kingdom, though, where there's like nobody. 
that shit was hilarious to me when I first got Wrestle Kingdom. It's like, oh, there's like eight people in this game from this company. But that game was that game was more New Japan and Noah because they knew what was going to sell. And unfortunately, Pro Wrestling Era All Japan was not it. Yeah, Which no, is just a shame. I, I love that shit. No All Japan in 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 this series at all. Um, kind of a shame because you don't get Kawada. And then by the time the third game comes around, you lose like Kojima and, and Muto, Muta, and to a lesser extent, Kendo Kashin. The really shitty part about like Baba's Widow being shitty about working with Noah is we, we might have gotten like a bigger Noah New Japan, or not Noah New Japan, Noah All Japan show. I mean, we never got like an actual versus show, but apparently, like Mudo wanted to work with Misawa, and it was just a bridge too far for a number of years. Imagine like Noah and All Japan working together, or like the big three working together on like a dome show in O2. Would have been neat. I guess, but Mudo and Mrs. And Baba was a she was a, a Johnny Ace Mark. Um, Muto and, and Misawa, I guess, were well, actually yeah. really good friends from, from what I can gather. Muto loved him. He said he, yeah. he, he fell yeah, in love like with him. Yeah, pictures of those two. He fell in love with him the first time he saw him, which was in like 99. Um, I have that that show on tape somewhere. I can't remember what it was. But um, yeah, it, it's funny how like uh, Muto seemingly became good friends with uh, Misawa and, and Kawada, uh, not Kawada, and Kobashi. Seemed like the same with Chono as well. Obviously, Muto worked with Kawada, and I don't know this, but I, I don't get the feeling that they were very good friends. So, no, but they had great matches. The 05 Champion Carnival one is fantastic, and the February 02 match is great as well. Is it the 05 Champion Carnival? Is that the one where they go to a 30 minute draw and the, and the ending's fucked up? Now you have me wondering if that's the 07 Champion Carnival match. That might be. Yeah. That actually, might be it. Yeah, because like uh, Wada doesn't go for the the three count because he's waiting for the time limit to expire but there's still seconds left so it's off and it's awkward oh yeah i love i love fucked finishes like that because like there's a kojima and tanahashi match from like i want to say it was the g1 in 2013 where um red shoes does the two count and then Whoever's supposed, whoever's being pinned is supposed to kick out and clearly doesn't. Mm. And Red Shoes kind of hesitates and is like, ah, oh, fuck it, and counts the three. And the crowd's just like, oh, okay. Okay, I guess. Yeah, one of my favorites is uh, Tim White at WrestleMania 2000 and the hardcore Battle Royal thing. When um, it was like Taz gets hit with glass and it's like the hardcore Holly pins crash or something like that. And the time limit's going down and, and Tim White just sort of stops instead of counting three. <laughs> He just puts his hands on his knees like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's that's a fucking... Uh, that's a little mess. But we also get Bob Holly saying, I'm going to break you, your ass in half, you little shithead. Little uh, shit. Michael Cole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there are very few highlights of Mania 2000. I would tell you what my favorite part of it is, but... Ah, screw it. There, there's a really great shot of Trish Stratus walking through the back uh, before the Test and Albert match. Yeah, and that's, I know what you're talking about. With all due respect to the... Yeah, anybody who's seen that show knows what I'm talking about because it's the only thing they're going to fucking... It's the only thing they'll admit to remembering other than the fucking triangle ladder match and Bob Holly being Bob Holly. The fuck were we talking... Oh, All-Star Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so... Two's a good game. It's, it's not as good as three, which is the next game. 
I don't even think I'd say two's two is mechanically better than one, but I like one better because of the presentation. Mm. Two has some neat stuff. Is that though, fair like, to say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Two has some neat stuff, like and as far as on like secrets and unlockables, like Missou has like Christmas attire and stuff like that. Um, there's a third Noah ring, which is just all Japan. It says All Star Pro Wrestling three instead of like right. Japan or anything, but uh, it's it obviously is, and then they've got the stream as far and everything, so that's cool. Um, there is a project. I forgot about that, so you mentioned it. Yeah, there is a project by a Reddit user, I think maybe named Pogo the Clown, if I remember correctly, and it's texture replacements for this game. So I think some of the menus are translated, and um, you've got Kawada as one of the like I think. The, what was it called? Power Mate characters um, and stuff like that. The rings are changed, so that's pretty cool to see. Also, in the is, menu, is Power Mate into it. Maybe it's not Power Mate. I can't remember what it's called. There's like there's like two created wrestlers that you go for like a Korea season thing with. Um, also, the menu music in this game totally like samples. You can call me Al by Paul Simon. Like I, I've I've noticed that ever since it first came out. I was like, it's super distracting to me now. It's crazy. I'm, I haven't listened to a lot of Paul Simon. Admittedly. No, well, neither did I. Um, but he, I I knew that part of that song, and I was like, that that's that's a ripoff. You can tell. It's that that's an interesting trivia fact. Also, <laughs> I think um, there's a couple of like original characters you can unlock that might be who they're replacing Kawada yeah, with because yeah. I know one of the big things about All-Star 3 was that was the game where they added the create mode. Mm. And this is another thing I remember being like just kind of shit on on Fire Pro Club and like the other like monitors board was another one. I read his board when I was like 13, 14. And I only dicked around with All-Star Pro 3's uh, added mode, which was called Power Make, like when I got the game for the first time in like 06. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I got that game a lot later than... But there was a point where, like, trying to buy import wrestling games, like, you either had to go through, like, a sketchy seller on... Like, if Ace of Bicycle didn't have that shit on eBay, and it was sold out on, like, the regular import sites, you just weren't going to get the game. Because I got burned really bad on, like, one of the other PS2 um, import games on eBay during that time period, because I didn't go through, like, Ace of Bicycle. So I ended up getting this game from, like, somebody on Fire Pro Club in, like, 06. I think it might have been Benny Hanna, rest in peace. Yeah, I got my um, copy from uh, my brother, funny enough. He sent me it over, so. Nice. Uh, this game is by far and away the best in the series. I don't think that's, like, too controversial to say. Uh, it's the one, if you're inclined to play import wrestling games, you've absolutely heard of this game. You've probably played it. Uh graphically it is the best wrestling game on the ps2 with all due respect to like smackdown 06 and even wrestle kingdom 2 this game animates so fucking well like the other two in the series it's just i don't know who they had do the motion capture but they were if if i were if i were involved in the wwe games the last 20 years i would have hunted those people down and put them under exclusive contract the animations are so like bang on Hmm. that just imagine imagine if they had to transition to mocap for the WWE games and they had these fucking people doing the moves. It would have been wonderful. Yeah, it's but, uh, incredible. As with 
you know, All-Star Pro 2, you have single tag and battle royal. It's a Japanese wrestling game from the early 2000s. They're not going to get too wacky with, you know, match types. So I could, I could see being disappointed in a lack of variety. But again, it's Japanese wrestling in the early 2000s. Now, if it was a WEW game or like, you know, a fucking Biyuki Army game or an FMW game, they were, I guess, around in name only for a little bit of the early 2000s. Then I could see being upset with like a lack of match type variety but like i got everything i need here with these three also battle royal is just like four-way elimination it's not like a royal rumble match it's it's not like the battle royal in vpw2 i guess is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. uh which functions like a royal rumble uh in this game you have the new japan zero one and noah no i'm sorry just the new japan and noah ringing out so the zero one guy's absent from this game which is a shame because he's fucking hilarious. Um, you can get streamers thrown in for the entrances if you use the Noah announcer and the Noah ring. I don't think it works with any other ring, at least that I can recall. Um, you absolutely have to have Ryu Nakata as the announcer, though. If you have uh, Karachan, they they won't throw shit. This game has, like, you, you mentioned the, um, the Mudo Misawa counter. I'm not, I'm not going to mention who the the counter like originates with because we found out he's a little bit of a piece of shit this weekend. Um, this game has the Misawa Kobashi like Tiger Suplex off the ramp, but it's off the Tokyo Dome ramp, and it's awesome. Like it, it looks super devastating, but you're throwing a guy off the Tokyo Dome ramp. It's very it, it's very not even difficult to do. Like I've done it a bunch. Uh, you can unlock Liger's all red gear from the Noah feud, I'm pretty sure, because he has it in the intro video. But in the intro video, there's some stuff that's from venues and such in All-Star Pro 2, which you actually pointed out that I never picked up on. Yeah, I was watching it. And I was very like, interesting. Uh, yeah, going back and playing, I was like, those arenas aren't in the game. This is definitely too. Um, the presentation, I don't think the, the sequel's sort of reached the heights, as, as we were talking about earlier, of one, um, the entrances return in this game, but the that's the, you, the only arenas in the game are domes. So there's not much variety in the stage. Like, for, like, if you pick, like, New Japan, there's, like, Lions. If you pick Zero One, you've got, like, the Own One. If you pick Noah, you've got, like, an arc, uh, the Noah's arc on the, the set. Yeah. But they don't uh, vary too much. I think the entrances are kind of disappointing in this game. Except for, like, Scorpio and, and Vader's wacky introduction. Yeah, I was going to note this. Vader doesn't have like his actual theme song in this game. No. The um, the shit that sounds like it's from Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. He has a theme song that starts with an intro of him. And I, I wish we had the audio because I don't think I could do it justice. But he says something along the lines of, come on, you big sissy. You can hit harder than that. You could hit me harder than that. My mama could hit harder than that. And that's like, I, I'm going to play as Vader in a wrestling game anyway. But like yeah. in that game, he was like my most used character just because I <laughs> thought his the fucking intro to his theme was funny. Yeah, rules. And this is this game didn't have an official soundtrack release, which means I don't think we have the audio of this no. anyway. Oh, also, I have to note this because somebody will maybe be angry at me if I don't. 
Um, it's the early 2000s. It's a game by Square. There are jiggle physics for Vader. So if you ever wanted to see, <laughs> you know, Vader bouncing around, I have great news for you. Play this game. It should have been a Rumble Royce. I don't think any of the other, like... <laughs> yeah. God, imagine him in that game. It would have been... <laughs> Would have been wonderful. I really like this game. Uh, the tension system is still in. I still cannot quantify exactly what the hell it means or what the hell it does. Uh, also, it doesn't really seem to matter a whole lot. Uh, no, you've. Got I, I didn't have any. Yeah, yeah. I I forgot about that until I sat down with this game again, and I had to look up like how to fucking like use that because it it popped up in like the first match, and I'm like, the fuck does that mean? Yeah. And, and then the AI had that shit pop up and then I found out what it meant. Also, it should be noted the like ring introductions in this game are fantastic. We we were talking about or I was talking about the other uh, two ring announcers. I don't know why it took forever for the ring announcing in like American wrestling games to sound like sort of kind of like what it does on TV. Hmm. But, like, find me a Japanese wrestling game that has bad ring intros. You won't. No. It it always just sounds exactly like it would on, like, the shows. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's consistent. It's been consistently good in all Japanese wrestling games that it's available. I'm going to run down the roster now before I forget to do that. And then somebody, like, listens to this and goes, you didn't tell me who's in this game. So, we've got... Akira Tawe, Akatoshi Saito, Aoi Hyuga, which is a secret character. I hope I didn't. I love how Gerald NG in the move list uh, favorite holds Kawana Powerbomb. I'm sure that's exactly what it's called in the game. <laughs> uh, Battle Liger is back. El Samurai, Don Fry, Hiroshi Tenzan, Jumbo Saruta, Jun Akiyama, Jushin Thunder Liger, Kazuyo Yamazaki. Kazuki Fujita, Kensuke Sasaki, who is freelance by this point, because that whole World Japan thing is going on, I think. Uh, Kensuke Kobashi, Koji Kanemoto, Manabu Nakanishi, Masahiro Chono, Masao Inoue, Masato Tanaka, uh, Minoru Tanaka, do not get them confused, uh, Mitsuharu Misawa, Mitsuo Momoda, Naomichi Marafuji, Osamu Nishimura, Power Warrior, and it's spelled in the game W-A-R-Y-E-R. Yeah. Gerald NG, I thought, I, I guess thought it should be spelled that way in the guide. Uh, Ricky Choshu, Scorpio, Scott Norton, Shinjiro Otani, Shinya Hashimoto, Shiro Koshinaka, Tadao Yasuda, Takayo Omori, Takashi Izuka, Takashi Sugira, Takeshi Morishima, Takeshi Rikio, Tamon Honda, Tatsuito Takaiwa, Tatsumi Fujinami, Vader, Yoshiro Takayama, who is now freelance, uh, Yoshinari Ogawa, a Yoshinobu Kanimaru, <coughs> And Yuji Nagata. Oh, I'm sorry, Yutaka Yoshi is in this game too. I liked him. He was he was good. Just a big old round boy in a singlet. Yeah. Good wrestler. Teamed him with Morishima and Noah in like twenty twelve and their tag team name was Pink Gordy. What was um it's a reference to Yoshi wearing pink and Morishima looking like Terry Gordy, I what guess. Was, what was his tag team name with uh Oh, why am I forgetting his name? Z- uh, Zumo guy in old Japan. Ryodahama? Yeah. What were they called again? Was it like Lord Lord Warriors or something? 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, th- that was then when they teamed with Akebono, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember yeah, the yeah. video you're referencing where somebody. Yeah, and then um, Akebono and Hama were called Smop, I think. Yes, and that's at right. the first All Together show, they teamed those three with Morishima, and they were called the Fantastic Big Four. <laughs> And I don't remember. I think they wrestled like Wataru Inoue, Nishimura, Tenzan, and Nagata. <laughs> what I loved fuck? that match. <laughs> I loved the whole All Together show. Yeah, those were fun. There's a spot, uh, speaking of Yoshie, where Nishimura does the neck bridge, and Yoshie, who's like 300 pounds, does the like jump on the guy to break him down spot, and mm. Nishimura just holds in the bridge. Jesus. I don't. I, I don't know if I've said this on any of the previous episodes, but Osama Nishimura fucking ruled. He was basically just like baby Anoki. Yeah, pretty much. And he blamed Ricky Choshu for him getting testicular cancer because Choshu hit him in the balls or something. Oh. Which, I mean, I'm all for blaming Ricky Choshu for bad things anyway. So fuck you, Choshu. He had a cool theme song, though. True. <laughs> Power Hall is great. Uh, Ricky Choshu is not. I uh, I think you can unlock in this game. I don't have the the rename guide or not the rename guide, the move guide with all the unlockables up anymore. You can unlock um, Ogawa's like heavyweight champion tights in this game too, which it's not something I ever want to fucking so. remember. Like he yeah. he rolls up Akiyama in four minutes. Yeah, good old and rock I think, boy. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's a great wrestler and I love Ogawa, but like that motherfucker rolled up Akiyama. Yeah, like hey June, you've been champion for nine months. Here's where we're going. <laughs> Fucking Masawa's little buddy in the zebra tights is gonna roll you up and then lose the belt to Takayama, who can hold the belt for two weeks and drop it to Misawa. Yeah, that was a bit of probably just like, oh, whatever. And, an awkward, awkward period for Noah when it comes to the GHC title. The Takayama Misawa match, the September 02 one, um, a couple of years ago, I say a couple, it was like eight or nine at this point, I think. Uh, G Plus started re airing like either full old Noah shows or like the near live version of Noah shows. There's a shot, and I'd never seen this prior. There's a shot after that Misawa Takayama match of Takayama being like loaded into an ambulance because mm-hmm. I guess like he got fucked up by Misawa in that match. That's oh. a that's a pairing that like you wouldn't expect to work super well together, but like they always had great matches. Oh yeah. Oh, also speaking of Takayama, because I have to note this. Uh, recently, the Takayama and Kawada UWFI match from Jingu Stadium surfaced, and not like. The handheld shot off the Jumbotron that we'd all seen for, like, years and years and years. But, like, the actual pro shot version. It's on YouTube, thanks to the tape trading legend himself, Tabe. And it's, like, actual pro shot. It's a wonderful match, which is, I think, why I'm referencing it. But a lot of people haven't seen it. And if they have, it's, like, the shitty handheld off the Jumbotron version. Hmm. If you're listening to this and you feel so inclined to watch, you know, a Takayama match, you know, when, whenever you hear this, definitely seek that out if it's still up. That is a fantastic match. And so is their match from All Japan in 97. I, I don't care that Dave Meltzer gave it like one and three quarter stars because 
Takayama just beats up Kawada the entire match, and Dave was mad they didn't go 30 and do fucking 400 head drops. Hmm. I also understand to some people that's the appeal of All Japan Pro Wrestling in 97. It, it was just cool to see them do something different because they realized, like, we have this big awkward fucker, and Kawada's still going over anyway, but we can establish this guy in one night by letting him just beat the shit out of Kawada. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I just used my, my, my time on this podcast to as a platform to fucking talk about Takayama. No, that's all right. But, uh, incredibly like terminally underrated wrestler. Cause there's, there's those of us that know he's great. And then there's like the rest of the like community that I still see to this day, taking like the Meltzer opinion of like, well, he's really not that good. Like what? He's like six, four, 300 pounds. And he's like a world-class worker. What do you, what do, what do you want from him? He looks like Lucky from King of the Hill for Christ's sake, and he's a good wrestler. <laughs> like, what, what do you, what do you want from him? I feel bad now because one time I tweeted at Takayama a screenshot of Lucky and a screenshot of him. <laughs> he didn't respond to me. <laughs> I really hope I didn't offend one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. I guess is what I'm no. I'm getting at here because he's. It, it's a real shame what happened to him. And oh, on yeah, something absolutely. as simple as like a sunset flip. Yeah. Like it, it proves like you say whatever you want about wrestling being a work or whatever. It's still fucking dangerous. Him and, uh, and, and Otani, you know, shit sucks. The Otani thing broke my heart. I share a birthday with him for one. So it's like, I've always been like, yeah, I, I like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And I, we, we share a birthday. And then I woke up and I was really excited to see him versus Segura. Cause like, I, I'm a big fan of both those guys. And then like I see on Twitter like Otani's in the hospital. He's he's he was paralyzed by the German suplex into the corner bump by Segura. And it's wrestling accidents happen, but I was also like, imagine like throwing an old fucker into the corner like that. Like what yeah. are you what are you fucking doing? What are you fucking doing? I was lucky enough to see I, him I don't wrestle, hate Segura um, for it though, like this no. shit happens. I was lucky enough to see uh, but also, like, Otani wrestle Eddie Kingston. Oh, that was cool. Oh, that match was great. Yeah, I think it was AIW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That match was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it, I remember uh, Otani wrestled Nick Gage that weekend, too, and Nick Gage got on the mic afterwards and like talked about how much he like loved Otani. And it's, it's always been like a running joke with me and one of my friends that like Nick Gage wrestles like he does. One of his favorite wrestlers is fucking Otani, who's like a legitimate all-time great. Imagine if Nick Gage worked more like Otani, though. Oh my god! Imagine if we had like a deathmatch shithead in the U.S. that was just like fucking. Like, Jesus! Imagine Nick Gage doing the fucking like the Otani pose with a light tube, bro. Nick Gage <laughs> should do it. He should. I won't watch GCW to see if he does it, but if he ever does it, like somebody screenshot that for me, please. But also, like, the Sugira German suplex bump, I can kind of understand it on, like, the actual turnbuckles, but when it's, like, the slab turnbuckle, like, the New Japan boxing turnbuckles, yeah, which is what Zero One, I think, still uses, that's, like, that's, like, German suplexing somebody into a wall. I just just wouldn't do it. I hate Um, that, um, sort of unrelated, but I hate that All Japan uses those now. Those those big, like, boxing corner pads. They do, yeah. Uh, that's like not I, 
I, just, I heard Nagata's the Triple Crown champion, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, or he was. I don't. I think he still is. I don't know. What I'm hearing is all Japan might be good again. Um, I don't know. That might be going to. I mean, Nagata's far. Nagata's an improvement over who they've been running with as the Triple Crown champion for a number of years, and. Well, hell, most I'm sure the seven Kento Miyahara fans on fucking Twitter are going to get real mad at me for saying their boy sucks compared to Nagata, but, you they know. S- they still got Yoshihashi and, uh, Yoshihashi, Yoshitatsu and, and Onita as the All Asia tag champ, so th- really that's all that matters. Didn't they, I feel like I saw a graphic that they were running, uh, Nagata versus Shuji Ishikawa for the Triple Crown. I think so. Oh, that happened. I need to see that. I need to see that. What is, what's um, it, what's Big Shuji these, um, was one of my. Did Did you see these um, Saito brothers that are in like Voodoo Murders? What's their deal? Okay, so the Saito brothers. We're We're just not even talking. Real quick, All Star Pro Wrestling Three is a fantastic game. If you're yes. listening to this, play it. Yeah. Um, the Rush system, which we we kind of didn't talk about. Basically, it's like you have to take damage in addition to hitting moves. On it's basically like building. On top of the tension, it's like building the fucking, like, to the big moment in a match. In a way, it really does, like, build to the big moves more realistically than, like, mm. almost any other wrestling game. Because you have to act. There's, like, the give and take there. Uh, tension still doesn't make any fucking sense to me. The rush system did the more I played and when I looked up, like, how it worked. But, uh, so the Saito brothers from All Japan. Um, I, I saw them in MLW. Because MLW briefly worked with All Japan. And I had seen like the two or three people on my timeline that watch All Japan really putting those guys over. So I watched them and I was like, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> like, where 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 is this potential I'm hearing about like these guys are horrible? But I did hear they brought back voodoo murders and people told me Suwama had the dog dick red hair again. Yeah. But apparently he doesn't, so Apparently, it's just like the little blonde part that he had is dog dick red. But if you want Suwama back at full power, it's got it's got to be the whole head. I saw um, hair. the Saito brothers were doing a promo with uh, Suwama, and one of them was doing like this really hardcore like anime villain voice. So I was like, "What the fuck is with these guys?" Uh, I don't know. That's kind of lame. Yeah. Is Taru back with the Voodoo Murders? Where's Brother Yashi at and all of oh, this? I don't know. He, he, he Last I heard of him, he was in Dragon Gate. Then he was gone. He was part of like Natural Vibes. And then I don't know what happened to him. I was a big fan of the Voodoo Murders when I was in high school. Oh, I, was, I loved like Voodoo Murders against uh, ROD. I thought it was great. I was one of the OG Suwama fans on the internet. People I swore Suwama for too. years he sucked and I was just like, I was just like, haha, the big guy with red hair rules. Yeah, I was too. I, I like that they were they were super hardcore into pushing him. I, I was a fan from when he was like a, a rookie and took on like Vader in one of his first matches and give like Vader a German suplex. That match rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that match that match is great. Mudo era all Japan's super underrated. I know my yes. friend Jacob has gone on like this quest to he's trying to like unearth and archive all of that era and make the stuff available. And there's just some shows from that era, unfortunately, that like nobody has lost the time. Yeah. But he's, yeah, it, it's a real shame. 
I mean, there's that whole, like, do you remember, like, 2012, 2013, when, like, the uploads just dried up because of, like, a couple of guys, a couple of Westerners fucking deciding they were going to just shut down all of the, like, people uploading stuff? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Like, uh... There's some, uh... There there were a couple of guys who were complete... Sorry, go ahead. There are a couple of guys who were complete knobheads, but they had legit HD versions of like a bunch of the pay-per-views from 2012, like the all Japan 40th anniversary, the new Japan 40th anniversary, the fucking new Japan, all Japan 40th anniversary. We are pro wrestling love show mm-hmm. uh, wrestling. Dentaku 2012 dominion 2012. They had a fucking HD version of the pay-per-view where Okada won the belt. And when they like people got pissy with them, so they fucking took their site down. And granted, they, they had every right to get pissy with them because those guys are assholes. We lost all of this stuff. And so, like, the July 2012 uh, Noah Hall show, the one with the Rikio retirement ceremony, we don't have we don't have Kenta's fucking heavyweight title win in full. We have, like, the six-minute clip that they showed on, like, at the end of a special in early, like, 2013. Yeah. Like, there's just so much that we're never going to get it because, like, G-plus is never going to re-air old Noah. They, they've stopped completely. They just rear like old all Japan. Now it, it sucks, man. Like, especially the 2000 stuff though, because you know, there might be someday that somebody that was recording off of like the IP TV stuff just goes like, Oh, Hey, here's the January, 2013 Noah Osaka show there. There ain't no chance that those like all Japan shows from Oh four that are missing ever fucking surface. No, there's, there's some stuff on, um, an archive website from like 04 to 07, but the, the quality's not great. It's like 360p. Yeah. And I appreciate Gaura Sports uploading stuff yeah, to their YouTube channel. Too. I wish they wouldn't clip it. Yeah. Like there's stuff that's more clipped than the actual TV airing, and that stuff drives me up the fucking wall. But uh, in conclusion, the, the All-Star Pro Wrestling games are, are phenomenal. Yeah, very good. Um, especially like two and three gameplay wise one is one's probably my favorite like presentation wise but three is three deserves to be looked at if you're talking like arcade wrestling games it deserves to be looked at in the same light as like smack on shut your mouth and here comes the pain yeah it, it is that good in fact it it's the um tokon three is the japanese the new japan equivalent of, of revenge i would argue all-star for wrestling three is the japanese equivalent of like smack on here comes the pain yeah i think that's fair yeah, uh, I, um, I gotta tell the Patanaka story real quick. Just, just one second. Actually, I, uh, go I, ahead. I, I was just <laughs> yeah, I was listening to Kajimoto's Twitter, and he posted a picture of himself of Omos, and then it's the translation that suddenly I was greeted by a big guy, WWE Omos player, and uh, <laughs> there's at least I don't know what's going on in the the um, the replies. Apparently, the, the people have uh, embraced Omos sexuality um, in regards to Omos. Is the thing. There's a, a picture of like there's these screen caps of like Andre the Giant on some Japanese show. And there's like Andre the Giant next to a statue where he's bigger than the statue. And there's like a cartoon of Andre the Giant in a pool with like five mini boats in his hand. I don't know what's going on here. But um Yeah, Kejimuto's Twitter, it's a fun time. Anyway, what was the part to knock our story? Okay, so recently MVP went on Twitter and talked about Pat Tanaka being a fucking carny piece of shit. Mm-hmm. 
And it's always fun. And this this is not one of those times where I'm going to ask you later to edit this off for fear of somebody. I don't I don't care if Pat Tanaka gets mad about this. He's he's never gonna hear it, so who gives no. a fuck? Um late 2006 at the YMCA here. Um a former MMA fighter who I will not mention his name out of respect. And Pat Tanaka were running like a martial arts class at the YMCA. It was basically like the bring your kid like like the fucking taekwondo shit every kid fucking does at one point then you grow up and realize taekwondo is not actually like useful in a real fight and you wasted all those years on nothing and a friend of my parents was going to the ymca and he knew those guys because he this dude like actually was like a martial artist and one of my friends that i went to house rules with uh we met through him and we were just talking about like, yeah, we always thought he was completely full of shit when we were kids, like talking to all the people he hung out with, like, you know, like this person's an Olympic gold medalist. And then like you get older and it's like, oh no, he actually did know like Olympic gold medal, like judokas mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's, that's neat. Anyway, uh, he comes out of the, the little, the kids basketball court where the martial arts class is happening. He's like, Hey, um, do, do you know who uh, Pat Tanaka is? And I'm like, fucking Orient Express? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in there right now. I can introduce you to him. And I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to meet anybody who worked in the WWF during the Coliseum video era. And mind you, for context, I'm 15. I've been reading The Observer for like two years at this point. <laughs> and I've been listening to shoot interviews. So like, not like I have like a world-class bullshit detector, but I'm also not fucking stupid. So he introduces me. Pat Tanaka gives me the fucking dead fish handshake. Cause he's a worker brother. The marks don't get it. We, we do this cause we have no respect for you. Mm. And, uh, he starts talking to me and he's like, Oh, you know, I was supposed to have a run with Hogan. Uh. The rockers didn't want to put us over at WrestleMania six. You know, all this shit, and I'm just standing there like, he really thinks I'm an idiot, and I don't know any of this stuff, right? Mm. And at 1.06, actually, actually, I'll set set the stage. He tells me that he's going to start a wrestling school in the town next to mine. This wrestling school ended up becoming an MMA gym that several people I went to school with, you know, trained at and had decent little amateur careers. I'm not, I'm not going to say none of them could cut it as a pro. Cause like that, that's disingenuous. A couple of them did have winning records. They just didn't make any money doing it, but he, he's like, here's where the school's going to be. If you pay me $2,000 again, I'm 15, no job. Um, mom also no job. <laughs> like mom literally couldn't work anymore. Like, so we were kind of like money was super tight anyway. And he's like, you pay me, pay me this money and I can train you. And, you know, you can tell people Pat Tanaka trains you, which like knowing what I know now, yeah, there's the fucking death sentence for the career. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, well, here's, you know, meet me here, you know, um, next Saturday and we'll, we'll start your training, but you have to have, you know, X amount of dollars. And I was like, I, I can't really swing that. And he looks at me and goes, that's okay. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start training you anyway. And as he walked away, I went, there's no fucking way that's legit. <laughs> there's no way. No. And, um, 
So I go. Oh, by the way, I used to play Hero Clicks, which is like a superhero miniatures game. The town next to me, conveniently, literally the same street where I was supposed to go anyway, um, was where we played Hero Clicks over there. And I was like, my mom's not going to fucking believe that this guy who worked for the WWF is going to want to train me to be a pro wrestler. Like, mom's going to think I'm bullshitting. So I create the front of, hey, you know how they, they weren't having Hero Clicks tournaments over there anymore? Turns out they're having one. So I grab my hero clicks. Mom fucking gets me in the car, drives me over there. I'm like, yeah, it'll be like three or four hours. I'll call you. And uh, I had to walk into the fucking the, the place where like the store where we would play. And the guy was like, I haven't seen you in a long time. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be kicking around. Is it okay if I leave these in the basement? So I fucking, I go down to the basement where we used to play hero clicks. I fucking leave my shit on the table, which is funny because my shit could have gotten stolen. They didn't. And I walk over to the thing and I, as I peer into the, like the windows, there's nothing there. There's, there's nothing there. He told me to meet him there. And he was really, I should probably note this. He was really dogged that I give him money that night at the YMCA mm. as well. He was like, well, just give me, give me $50, give me a hundred dollars, you know? And he was telling me like, I can get you booked for a Noki, which it's late. Oh six. And Noki's not working anywhere, buddy. The fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, I, you know, I, I can get you, I can get you a run with, with, with the Noki's group. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm 15 and I want to see, right. I, I, I fucking, I go to like an adjacent business and I'm like, Hey, have you seen like a little Asian dude? Like he's supposed to be starting a wrestling school. And the woman behind the desk looks at me like I'm on fucking LSD. Like I'm just making shit up. And so like, I have to go back to the fucking trading post and get my hero clicks and use the phone to call my mom. I've been, I've been in this town for a sum total of like, cause I, I ended up walking up and down the street trying to find like, maybe, maybe I went to the wrong building. Right. In fucking. No, no, I, I didn't. It just wasn't there. And, you know, I had to call my mom and be like, you know, like Turns out the tournament's, you know, rescheduled. Nobody told me it wasn't on the Yahoo group, blah, blah, blah. And I never saw Pat Tanaka at the YMCA again after that. But at one point in late 06, he did like a little convention at a building in that town. And Jake Roberts was there. A couple other, like, it was like a bunch of 80s wrestling dudes just converged on this like rural town in Ohio for no reason. And I know this happened because the guy who owned the used game store on Main Street, my hometown, went over and he had a picture of him with Jake Roberts, which cracked me the fuck up because, like, yeah, those are two people that should be hanging out together. And he was telling everybody he was going to start a, a wrestling promotion in that town and they were going to get on TV and all this stuff. And obviously it didn't happen. So fast forward a couple of years, Pat Tanaka co-founds this MMA gym with this dude. And things kind of aren't going the way Pat Tanaka wants them to go. So he creates the, uh, he creates this little show to benefit the troops in another town. That's like 10 minutes away from where I live. Right. Yeah. He does a little autograph signing at the local Walmart. By the time we get there, nobody's there anymore. He had, he had the faces of fear and he had buff Bagwell. He put together a show for the troops raised a little bit of money to pay his fucking carny ass buddies and then skipped not just town, 
but skipped the whole area with the money for the troops and also allegedly anywhere from five to fifteen thousand dollars of the dude who he started the MMA gym with. Jesus. Yeah, so that's 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 the Pat Tanaka story. Mm. I almost got I, I could have got booked by a Noki, bro. I could have been an IGF. <laughs> <laughs> when was oh, the Mitsuo Momoto story? It actually does huh? Tanaka, when was the last what? time he even wrestled the last in Japan? It was like what like two thousand and three for New Japan is like Gokudo? Gokudo? I have no fucking idea. He was he's in King of Coliseum uh, Red. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And then you look at the replies to MVP's tweets, and it's just people like, yeah, he used to try to scam me out of like three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. <laughs> Jesus and Christ. here he was in like little fucking podunk fuckhead town in Ohio trying to scam like like it wasn't just me. It couldn't have been just me. No, no. But it, like I didn't give him money. So like but yeah, it was like, oh, pay me three thousand dollars to train you. I'm gonna need, you know, a couple hundred up front. Oh, you've got to give me a hundred dollars right now. Mm. Like, fuck you. Telling me that like he made a million dollars for WrestleMania six. Come on. <laughs> Hogan might have. Warrior might have. You fucking did not. Uh, the Mitsuo Momoto story. It doesn't actually involve him, but just stick with me here. It's early 2013. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning Eastern. I'm bored. I also have some Kinpro cards pre-ordered through AmiAmi. And... I see other people on Twitter getting theirs. I don't have a shipping notification, right? Mm-hmm. So, like anybody with no fucking life would do, paid the $10 for some Skype credit. I'm on the phone with a, a friend of mine that I've lost contact with since. And I'm like, I'm going to call them. And I'm on the phone with him, but I'm also using Skype on my laptop. So I call and I'm like, hey, can you tell me when this is going to ship? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to ship today. And I was like, oh, great. The problem is I still had Skype credit. <laughs> and... This was 10 years ago. It was a much different time. I'm a much different person now. But I was like, you know, I kind of do an okay Stone Cold Steve Austin impression. Well, let's find the New Japan office phone number. I have an idea. Oh, my God. We couldn't find, we couldn't find the office number, but we found the New Japan shop number, right? <laughs> and, and I'm going to preface this by saying I know that Chono did not work with New Japan at this point. The whole point is that Steve Austin wouldn't know this either. So I just, I call up and, and I hear Shinny on wrestling. And I went, well, goddamn son, if you don't know, you should know. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin and I want to talk to Chono. And they just went, oh, Chono, Chono, Chono not here. Chono not here. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, can I talk to you, Jiro? And they were like, no, 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 goodbye. And they hung up. <laughs> and I was like. So close. And I went, no, you know what? I got an even better idea. So I started hitting up a friend of mine who went to Japan a year or two earlier. And I'm like, hey, can you help us find the pro wrestling Noah office number? He's like, why? Like, I have a fucking idea. And he's like, no, I'm not going to assist you (laughs) with whatever it is you're trying to do. And I'm like, no, 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 dude, dude, it's going to be a great bit. Just let me just give me the number. Give me the number. About 15 minutes later, he gets me the number and he goes, I'm only going to send you this if you tell me what you're going to do. 
And I said, I'm going to call the Noah office as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he went, can you record it for me? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, I can't. But, you know, ask, ask, you know, uh, ask my other friend to do the fucking live play by play. So <laughs> it rings. And I hear pressing Noah. And I went, well, goddamn son, if you don't know, you should know. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I want to talk to Tawei Akira. <laughs> and the dude on the other line, there's like a five-second pause. He goes, oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? And I went, you're goddamn right, son. Oh, big superstar. And, I, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, fuck me. They know. <laughs> I'm not Stone Cold. So and I, I, I'm doing the bit of like, yeah, I want to talk to Tawei. I think I, think I got one more run to me. I want to get the big son bitch in the ring. <laughs> And they transfer me to like a woman that speaks English <laughs> and, and she's like, you know, for wrestling, no, how can I help you? And I went, for the last time, if you don't know, you should know. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin and I want to talk to Tawei. And she, she goes, I'm sorry, sir. Who'd you like to talk to? Tawei Akira, big son bitch, wears red, does a choke slam. Hell of a gimmick. I want to talk to him real quick. <laughs> Iron Kobashi's retired. I want to see if the son bitch needs an opponent. <laughs> She goes, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Mr. Tally's out of the office right now. Could could you give me, <laughs> could you give me a phone number so he could call you back? And I went, well, goddamn, you can follow me on Twitter at Steve Austin BSR. <laughs> can I talk to Mara Fuji? Can I talk to Morishima? Goddamn, can I talk to Kobashi? Some it's got to be around there. He's retiring soon. And she's like, uh, you know, could, did, we, we'll call you back if you just give us give us a number. And I went, all right. Austin 316, follow me on Twitter. Oh, hell yeah. And then I hung up on me. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, if I call the All Japan office doing oh this, God. we're 100% getting an Austin Triple Crown run. <laughs> but we couldn't find the All Japan. Oh, and how Momota ties into this. We told my friend who had gone to Noah shows when he was in Japan. He's like, wait, did you say you talked to a woman that spoke like English? And I was like, yeah. He goes, dude, that's fucking Mitsuo Momoda's daughter. Oh my god! And I went, wait, hold on. I, I, I did my Steve Austin impression for the granddaughter of fucking Ricky Dozon, and he went, yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and to this day, I wish I recorded it because <laughs> that's like, that's like one of the dumb things you do when you're like in your early twenties and you you don't have anything better to do with your life, I guess. Um, but man, if if I could only got the old number, we would have we would have had Austin versus Masakatsu Funaki for the belt. It would have been amazing, or the belts rather, because there's three of them at the time. Uh, the road not traveled. Yeah, maybe I should have called TNA. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, I think yeah. Dixie might have fell for it. Yeah, you would have got booked for sure. <laughs> um. Well, no, no video game news this week because I just I don't have the energy at this point to yell about AEW fight forever. Yeah, and this, this, this... I don't think there's like really a ton anyway. No, I haven't seen much of all this week, other than uh, UPW uh... Ultra Pro. Yeah, they they did get funded not not to every stretch goal, but they did they did get funded, and he uh, he being Sam did mention that they. Uh, that they were, um, I'm trying to figure out how I want to put this. They were looking into getting like extra funding so that they could make the whole like game or whatever. Mm. Or like it's the whole game, the, um, 
like everything that they had uh, targeted for the Kickstarter. Um, you said there's a new Project Joshi video. I did not see it. Twitter is running like absolute dog crap uh, for me right now. Let me take a quick look at it. No, let's see. No, I don't want 21 pilots. What is the what is their channel again? I got to remember their their Twitter. Pilot sixty one. Pilot sixty one. Pilot sixty one. I don't want the Tokyo pilots. Holy shit! I hate it. I hate Twitter. Yeah, the search function's broken. I tried searching for it, and I'm not finding anything. No, either that even resembles that account. Well, I, I feel like we should probably do figure talk, which is yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot. Um. Mattel WWE, obviously by now everybody knows the crowdfund is the WCW Nitro stage. Um, if funded to 5000 before the 7th, which is almost certainly not going to happen, you'll get a Hulk Hogan from the Nitro debut, except it won't be because you won't have the fucking Pasta Mania shirt. Uh, 5000 will also get you the stage plus Rey Mysterio. 7000 gets you DDP, but not DDP in jeans, because why would you give people the version of DDP they want? 9,000 gets you a remake of the Toy Biz Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner figure in the white singlet. And 11,000 gets you the nobody fucking asked for it uh, Nitro debut Ultimate Warrior. The retail price is $400, which one of my Twitter mutuals said it would be about 700 Canadian, which is insane. Yeah, I ain't touching uh, that. The thing. exchange rate is the exchange rate is brutal at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I saw a lot of takes. And I might have I might have referenced this if we've ever talked about the new gen uh, thing. I saw people saying four hundred dollars is too much for what you're getting. The stage is like almost fucking four feet long, almost two feet tall, with the ramp installed is almost three feet like deep. Mm-hmm. It's it, I saw all the takes like this would have been seventy dollars max in the nineties. We weren't getting playsets this fucking big for our action figures in the nineties, and if we did. If we got a two foot tall nitro stage in 1999 with working lights and shit, that shit would have been like a hundred dollars, if not more. Especially if it was as detailed as this, which again, late nineties, we weren't getting, look, look at the nitro arena we got, which I loved as a kid. It's a bunch of like scaffolding beams and a nitro logo and the two WCW things. That was the most involved you were going to get. Look at, look at the Titan Tron and how that scales compared to the figures. Yeah. The Titan Tron should have been way bigger. And if they'd done that, it would have cost way more than like the $40 it did. So these, these things always bring out like the dumbasses who are like, Oh, I remember when these were $8. Yeah. I remember when they were $8 with like five points of articulation. They didn't look anything like the fucking wrestlers. And if you moved the arms or legs too far in one direction, they became super loose and eventually fell off. Yeah, the, the like, quality's toys are not different. Toys it, aren't cheap anymore. No, it's it's you can't even make that comparison anymore. It's it's a ridiculous thing to state, really. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, the Nitro set's super super cool. Just I don't have that money to spend on it, and I don't have the place for it, so uh, not something I can. Yeah, into. I I get that. I, I just, when I see the like, oh, this, this is too much money. You're getting five, ult- if it gets fully funded, you're getting five ultimate edition figures, which retail for $33 each. And you're getting a gigantic stage with like a hundred LEDs in it. That's pretty screen accurate. If we're being honest. Hmm. And, uh, 
but it's I don't see it getting funded. It was off to a real good start, and it's just kind of kind of limping along now. And they've already said they're not going to do a like a Macho Man where they add something to the campaign. It just it is what it is now. We're at thirteen twelve right now, and they need five thousand for the thing to get funded. So there's that. Um, the figures look great. Like the Hulk is the Hulk's an old edition Hulk from the Nitro where he beat Dean Blank for the cruiserweight belt. For some reason, doesn't come with the cruiserweight belt. The DDP figure is perfectly fine. I just I don't understand why Mattel is so hesitant to do a fucking jeans DDP. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we, Steiner looks great. When we were speculating, like, um, on the set and who they would put with it, you know, I was thinking to myself, we've never really got, outside of when one was released at the time period, we've never got, like, a WCW Roddy Piper. And I think yeah, the only WCW Piper figure is the Toy Biz one. Jax yeah. and Mattel have never done that version of him. And it's like for some reason they they've always avoided that. Like even in video games, like you never see WCW Piper or, or like '96 WWF WrestleMania 12 Piper. So that's one I would like. Um, hopefully they release one of those as part of that Monday Night War set. That would be cool. Right. We should probably note this: the Monday or the Ruthless Aggression series, which is ending at the end of this year, is being replaced by the Monday Night War. Uh, there will be elite sets with four figures per wave, a fifth figure being a Build-A-Figure. The first series is... And the way it's going to shake out is two WWF, two WCW, and then a Build-A-Figure. For Series 1, the WWF side is 98 Undertaker, which from the unpainted sample we saw, looks really fantastic. It's better than the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, It's such a good figure. Uh, you get Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, the Memorial Day 96 Scott Hall, although not with a ponytail, and his... Uh, boots are or his jeans aren't tucked into his boots that's like a really big deal on wrestling figs and i i have a lot to say about wrestling figs here in a minute um and also from the wcw side is like hogan from immediately after bash of the beach like the first nitro after with the black gloves the plain black tights the short mustache he doesn't have like the little beard thing in yet I, I and the build a figure is lex luger from that yeah, that, that that Hogan makes sense. I sort of considered it like the the ninety what ninety five like dark side Hogan, but I guess he wouldn't have a mustache during that period. Um, they also announced there'd be Ultimate Edition figures. So the Target, they're basically expanding the Walmart lines to mirror the Target lines. And also, one thing we've learned is that Ultimate Editions are not going any fucking where. Um, did, did you mention we the, did see the, the Walmart Luger? ruthless aggression Ultimates? Oh yeah, the build a figure is Lex Luger from presumably the first Nitro. But he doesn't we saw have the a render. It might be Soft Goods. I hope so. You can't leave that out. Because Soft Goods wouldn't be shown with a render, no. typically. They've got least. to include that shirt. That's legendary. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't, then that's a that's a very big and it's not even like you don't need to license that shirt. It's just a fucking white shirt. Yeah. I guess they didn't want to tool a new torso they could only use once. I don't know. We saw the Walmart exclusive uh, Ultimate Editions, the Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. I still think the Batista torso is a little too big on Eddie, but also that figure looks incredible. Yeah. All three head sculpts look great. It's it's the definitive Eddie Guerrero figure, in my opinion, for that era. 
Rey Mysterio looks tremendous. We saw him with the uh, the kind of Aztec um, entrance gear from Mania 22. I, I still wish it was a different like attire for the Ultimate Edition, like the gear he won when he won the Cruiserweight title for the first time. Mm-hmm. But that figure is fantastic. I will absolutely be getting it. Then we saw Series 2, which is Brock Lesnar, which has a soft good shirt, so we didn't get to see... I'm assuming it's the same torso they used on on the Ultimate Edition Farmer Brock. Uh, four heads, three sets of hands, the shirt that has like his tattoo design on it with the, his name Brock under it. I guess so you know, he doesn't get lost. And the undisputed belt. All the heads look great. I saw some people saying this ultimate isn't necessary. And to those people, I say, kiss my ass. Uh, the RVD figure was like a way bigger point of contention for a lot of people. A um, couple of those head sculpts look pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, the straight-faced one, I thought looked great. The other two, not so much. He has interchangeable ponytails. Um, he comes with the WWE title spinner and obviously the ring gear is based on one night stand 06. I'm happy we're getting an RVD. I kind of, I kind of wish they would have included the ECW belt with them, but just because it's been so long since they've released it, but it is what it is. It's a good figure. If you put the one head on it, I think maybe not so much with the other two. Did you get a chance to pre-order the Gooker and Undertaker? No. <laughs> um, I I like the whole idea of that set. Like the the, I like that they use like the the old um, artwork for Survivor Series nineteen ninety. Um, but uh, I think that was a bit it was a bit too much as well. In keeping with Amazon or not Amazon? Well, it is on Amazon. Ultimate Editions being expanded. Amazon is getting an exclusive two pack, which launches in September of the undertaker and the gobbledygooker and you did hear that correctly it is the ultimate edition gobbledygooker so for the people that have hounded mattel for that figure for years and years and years here you go to me the show stealer for that two-pack was actually the undertaker yeah um for once we do we we get the straight faced like stock undertaker head which whatever but we got one that's kind of like snarling as the alternate and it looks fantastic um he comes with the black gloves obviously which is screen accurate to his debut but they also give you the lighter gray gloves that he switches to so essentially you don't need to ever retread that version of the undertaker as an ultimate unless you're going to make like a 93 one but that again that's not that version of the undertaker this is like original heel undertaker um just a fantastic looking figure and uh I I do like the box art. It's based on the old Survivor Series VHS box arts, like yeah. specifically 91. Which is funny because this is based on 90. Um, I pre-ordered it because I want the I want that Undertaker. I don't so much care about the fucking gobbledygooker. Um does this mean they signed Hector Guerrero to a merch deal specifically so they could make gobbledygooker? Because nah. I can't imagine they're making another Hector. Nah, they don't need they don't need him for that, right? I mean, it could be anyone under the mask. Could be they could see it's Maurice. They um, Steve from Mattel have said like they uh, they need the performer. Like it's the reason they didn't do like Matt Bourne Doink for so many years is because they didn't have him under a deal. That's odd. Yeah, it is. Like Jax did Matt Bourne Doink, and I don't think they had him under a deal. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't see why. 
they would need Hector in that situation. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't even think that went up on Amazon.ca. They're always very slow for anything. So, yeah, I don't think um, that Undertaker and Kuka went on there yet. They just added the um, the uh, Michael Keaton Batman. So I, I jumped on that today, but uh, that's, that's not up there yet. They also, uh, they're taking fan votes for Ultimate Edition, Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins in the... <laughs> Uh, the fan takeover line. Not really interesting attire options. There was the SmackDown 02 debut for Ray, which is the one I voted for. I I didn't really care about Rollins, so I just voted for the Shield because I think that'd be funny if they had to tool an Ultimate Edition Shield torso. Yeah. Because you're never going to use it again. Lord knows. Um, we saw renders of... Apparently, Ultimate Edition 19, which is Bianca Belair and Bobby Lashley. I'm a big fan of Bobby Lashley. I like Bianca Belair a lot. This screams like series that doesn't sell very well. In, in my, my logic for it is the Ultimate Edition women's figures are like kind of no different than the elites at this point because the elites have double jointed elbows now, I'm pretty sure. Right. So like... Other than an extra head, what are you getting for that $10 that you're not going to get like with an elite? Nothing. Like with the men's ultimate edition figures, you have like the drop down hips, the butterfly shoulders, the diaphragm joint instead of the, the ab crunch, like the hinge, like the elites have the women figures have essentially been ultimate editions from like the jump. I think they have the double joint knees on the women's elites now too. I was kind of hoping when I looked at the render of Bianca, like I was going to see the the butterfly joints, because then like then there would be like parity between the women's and the men's figures. But it just seems like the women's ultimates are going to stay being like slightly like higher quality elites. Mm. And not a real big fan of that. The Lashley looks fantastic. It's Bobby Lashley. It's very hard to fuck that up. Um. And then we saw Ultimate Edition 20, which is half the series is going to be Kurt Angle from No Way Out 2001. No straps on this figure led people to believe that he might have the shitty rubber straps. But if it's based on No Way Out 01, he didn't pull the straps up at all in that match. He wrestled with the straps down the whole match. Yeah. So, fingers crossed, because I really hate the... I liked the idea of the vinyl straps on the unreleased Toy Biz Kurt Angle because they didn't look really bulky and cheap. But I have the Undertaker Mattel made with that stuff, and I they showed it on a Kurt Hennig Elite, and it just it looks it looks goofy. It looks terrible. Stop it. Yeah. Um, also, apparently, if you leave the figures in the box for too long, it like morphs the shit on the back. So, oh, yeah, that's just. Fun. If you can't if you can't make that work, just don't do it. My biggest problem with the Kurt figure is he has the Batista torso. They're doing an Ultimate Edition Rock, which is ostensibly based on Rumble ninety nine, one of my favorite matches of all time. Sorry, Mick. Um, he's gonna have the Flair torso. So if you put him next to the Rock, the Rock's or the Rock, he is the Rock. If you put him next to Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's gonna dwarf the Rock, like in terms of like like body size and that's that's not accurate kurt was 
Kurt was in fantastic shape. Kurt was a big guy. Uh, in terms of like musculature, uh, Kurt's like 5'11". He's not like super tall. But he should not be as big as The Rock or bigger than The Rock. That doesn't make any sense. No. And also, because the Ultimate Edition news apparently never ends, uh, Wave 18 is Randy Orton, a modern one, unfortunately, and a recreation, a remake of the excellent WrestleMania 7 Defining Moments Macho Man Randy Savage. I've long thought that Savage figure is like top five for Mattel. This Ultimate Edition is even better. This might be the best wrestling figure ever made. It's it's so good. Um, he's got a soft goods jacket. He has a soft goods shirt underneath, which was one of the big complaints a lot of people had about the original figures. He didn't have the shirt. He just had the jacket. Uh, like three heads, like three or four sets of hands. They they really... I, I know everybody has like, oh God, it's another Macho Man Ultimate. Like this is... This is worth it. This is a fantastic figure. We also saw Coliseum Collection Wave 3, and there's good news and bad news. The bad news is, for some reason, they decided we needed a fucking Ultimate Edition George Steele. The good news is they're pairing him with one of the greatest of all time and another one of the best Mattel figures ever, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Three heads, yeah. I think three or four sets of hands. Hot Rod shirt, the kill. That figure looks incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's four sets of hands and three heads on Piper, a microphone. This, I, I can't say enough good about it. We can't see the knee pads or the trunks because he's got the kill on. I'm hoping they base the attire off the 16 inch LJN figure where he's in the blue trunks and blue knee pads. Cause it would really, really suck if they decided we're going to, we're going to base this off the inaccurate um, regular LJN in red because LJN loved putting people in red for some reason. Mm. Um, only to re-release the figure down the line in the correct attire. I think that'd be really shitty. Conversely, if they put him in the green attire, he wore like one or two times in the WWF and wore a bunch in like Mid-Atlantic. I, I would find that incredibly funny and also be kind of hyped about it. Um, I nothing against the George Steele figure. Like it's it's okay. I just it, nobody asked for this, and I think if you wanted to do a lower tier guy with Piper, and I mean lower tier in terms of like popularity, obviously Piper's going to sell that set. Uh, fucking Paul Orndorff was right there. Yeah, he's actually got a connection to Piper too. That would have made all the sense in the world. Or even like, if Piper and Steel didn't really do a whole lot together, like. Put, put Piper, put Piper with fucking Iron Sheik. Hmm. They actually had a Saturday Night's Main Event match. I, I know they don't have Adrian Adonis, and that's like one of those deals that's never going to get done. But if you were going to put Piper with anybody, Ad then again, it wouldn't have been short-haired Piper; it would have had to have been longer-haired Piper. So maybe that doesn't that doesn't work as well. All I know is I'm super excited for the Ultimate Edition Roddy Piper. It's a great figure for one of the all-time great pro wrestlers. And that is that, that's such a such a cool figure. Um, we also got to see what I'm assuming is pretty close to a final sample of the Ultimate Edition Cody from uh, from the Mattel Creations pre-order. The tights are like baby shit yellow when I think they're supposed to be gold. 
Um, they, they need to fix that. Otherwise, great looking figure. Uh, packaging looks really cool. They showed the Logan Paul. I don't give a fuck. I didn't pre-order it. I hope you didn't either. No. Uh, not only you, but also the listeners. Um, we saw they brought back the defining moments, which are elite figures. They um, <coughs> they did it as either a four pack or you can buy them individually. It's exploded titty Cody Rhodes, which everybody had wanted since last year anyway. So shout outs. We finally got him. Uh, Hell in a Cell, King of the Ring 98, Mankind, uh, complete with a head where the tooth is sticking out of his nose. And there's a little extra red around his mouth. So the, the closest we're going to come to a bloody Mattel figure. The render we saw last year also showed that they have like thumbtacks molded into the back of the shirt. Very cool. Um, WrestleMania 8, Bret the Hitman Hart, complete with the kick-ass jacket he wore on that show. Great looking figure. I, I wish they'd just fucking find somebody to do a Bret Hart head sculpt but like they, they hit on one that kind of looks like him so we're just going to run with that and then the last figure in the set which I, I didn't see coming because for so long it just seemed like they never wanted to make this attire is the Shawn Michaels from Royal Rumble 97 with like the uh, Texas flag inside of the hearts yeah and the Very cowboy cool hat. figure yeah I saw absolutely people... yeah I I saw people dunking on the head sculpt, but like, if you remember oh, what good. Shawn Michaels looked like in early '97 when, when he fucking was like just really miserable, like that's that's a great head sculpt for Shawn Michaels. That that's that's dead bang perfect. Yeah, I the, to tell you the one they used to put in I, the magazines wearing like a an outsider's T-shirt is what I remember him looking like at the time with the the, the little beard that he had going on and stuff. Yeah, it looks really good. I think I'm gonna end up buying the the whole series because I love the Brett. Cody is one of my favorite wrestlers currently. I, I and I love that Hell in a Cell match. It is insane to me they let him do it. It's one of the gutsiest performances in the history of pro wrestling. Uh, and it was a great match too. Seth Rollins tried his damnedest to make that match terrible, but Cody was like, "Listen, I got one titty, and I'm getting that five from Dave." And God bless him for it. <laughs> it's a great match. Um, King of the Ring 98, I don't know if I've ever told this story. That was the last pay-per-view we got to order for like two and a half years because my older cousins were like talking about the Hell in a Cell match the next morning and my dad yelled at my mom a lot. And basically mom's like, yeah, we can't buy pay-per-views anymore because, you know, he heard about what happened. And it's like, fucker didn't even live with us. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? But I love that Hell in a Cell match. I love the Austin and Kane match in the main event. I'm not a real big fan of Attitude Era WWF and honestly kind of wasn't even as a kid. There, there were guys I liked, but like after a certain point, even when Nitro went three hours and the show kind of went to shit, there was a point where I was like, do you want to turn it over to WWF? And then we turn it over and it would be like Val Venus. And it's yeah. like, mm, go back to WCW. Fuck that I didn't guy. want to have to sit through shitheads like that to see. Yeah, serious. Got, got to talk about fucking dog face gremlin here in a second too unfortunately but i there were guys like i liked most of the main eventers i just didn't give a fuck about most of the undercard mm. so like seeing mattel pay homage to the king of the ring 90 i mean i had the classic superstars tag team two pack of uh taker and mankind based on that match where taker had the sarah tattoo for some fucking reason so like yeah i i, I feel like like all four of those are kind of important to me one way or the other uh brett and piper's one of my favorite matches and that Sean attire is one of my favorite Sean attires. So like, yeah, I kind of, 
I kind of feel like I should I should get that uh, set. We had a panel around 1 a.m. on Saturday. I did not. I didn't stay up for it because a tornado uh, ripped through and knocked my power out. Thankfully, we were okay. But also, the National Weather Service needs to be a little bit better about issuing warnings. Like, there's no reason to issue a severe thunderstorm warning, and then after there's any real danger of a tornado hitting a certain town, also include them in a tornado warning. That's like ridiculous. And it also doesn't give people adequate time to prepare if a dangerous storm is coming through. Um, but during the panel, we saw some, that's where they showed Bianca and Bobby from the ultimate editions. First place we saw them. Uh, they showed off an elite giant arcana. Showed off another AJ Styles in red. Whoop! Um, we saw Braun Breaker, which okay. And then we saw the fucking dog face grappling. Rick Steiner himself. And it's around the time that this panel was going on. Uh, Giselle Shaw from Impact Wrestling mentioned that Rick Steiner had, and I don't have the tweet in front of me, and I don't remember the exact phrases, but. Uh, pretty flatly misgendered uh, Giselle and said that Giselle was filth and to get the fuck away from him. And people decided to get in their bag about, well, it's just her word and we haven't heard his side of the story. Nobody's corroborated it. Well, people have corroborated it. Um, we've talked about this. It's never surprising when an older wrestler shows their ass to this level product of a different generation, whatever excuse you want to give. But there's also like a point where this is the generation that told our generation, if you don't have anything nice, don't say anything at all. And they don't follow their fucking preaching. And as I'm sitting here saying this, I realize there's a chance that there are people that listen to this that are going to get offended that I'm saying that Rick Steiner is a piece of shit for saying the things that he said. Let me make this perfectly clear. If you're a transphobe, I don't want you listening to the show. I'm not going to speak for my co-host. I I'm just not. No, I agree. But I, if, if you think like there's, if you think there's no issue with what Rick Steiner said, or if you're going to be one of the people on wrestling figs that was arguing about what constitutes a man or a woman or any of the stupid bullshit that I've seen, in the fucking replies to Giselle's tweet and anybody talking about it on Twitter, go fuck yourself. Boy, they've they've really come out there, of the woodwork are... these uh these past twenty four hours. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like holy shit! Like there was one guy um who was defending Rick Steiner, and um you know I decided to take a look at his his other tweets and found out that he was also incredibly racist, like blatantly racist. Um, obviously, and then going on about like anti-vaccine, vaccines don't work, gonna vote for Trump. They all set a certain criteria, and um, f- absolutely fuck those people. I don't have any time for that shit anymore. I I went on Twitter yesterday and I got it all out of my system. I put some people on blast that 100% deserved it. I put some people in the place, and I in I it, it's like it, it right now. It's like it's it, it's out of my system. Um, what Giselle had to go through for absolutely no reason, other than being herself, fucking bullshit. And fuck Rick Steiner, you dumb piece of shit. You had a toy deal, you've signed a toy deal, you're gonna be in the video game, all you had to do is keep your fucking mouth shut about something that doesn't concern you and hurts you in no way at all. But you had to open your mouth and be a piece of shit. 
Anything that happens to you at this point, I saw people that were like surprised. Fault. No, listen, I, I'm a big Steiner Brothers fan as as wrestlers. I've heard enough stories about them as people where like I I would put them in the dirt. Like they're they're not they're not good guys. But the people are like, well, I don't really believe he said this. Is a guy who used to like sexually assault people with like pencils and shit, like. No, the, this this absolutely fucking tracks for who we know Rick Steiner to be. The the funny thing, and too, also I want to note this: it was very funny to see all the people mention the Vordell Walker incident, right? Because yeah. that shit's like I can't find that shit anymore. It's funny though, the people that that say like, oh well, there's no proof of them saying this. When you you know like I I because I I've I've seen someone like that, and when you start talking to them some more, they show their ass anyway too. You find out that they agree with what he said to begin with. So what does it matter if they, there's, there's any video proof or not? Because you're agreeing with what he did. So <laughs> I don't know what it means to them. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Because that's the stance that you're taking anyway. So I don't know. People are fucked. What can I say? And, I, and it's going to sound like I'm trying to make light of everything when I say this, but I swear to you I'm not. And all things aside... The fucking figure of him they showed isn't even the one I'd want anyway. No. Like, fucking 99 bite me Rick Steiner. Well, Rick Steiner can bite me. How about the one, that? The yeah. one that beat the shit out of Conan um, on that episode of Nitro for no reason, too. Yeah. I, yeah, and I, I... Like... I don't want to talk shit about Conan on the show. I don't. Um... And I'm not going to, but like, yeah, fuck Rick Steiner. I will say like, one thing about Conan. Did there you, was, again. Did, did you hear about the catering they had gone? at the Hall of Fame? No. It was tossed salad and peeled potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just, and I've seen people saying he's going to lose the Legends dealer, whatever. He should. I can see it happening. But also, look at look at the people in the crowd fund. Yeah, like, you got Warrior and Hogan. You, all due respect, he's one of my heroes as far as like the character he played on TV. You have Steve Austin getting figures. You have Undertaker, who's of a similar political leaning as Rick Steiner getting figures. Right. There's. I'm I'm not. Listen, as long as we still get Scott Steiner, I don't give a fuck. Because Scott Steiner, Scott Steiner's not the one that showed his ass this weekend. Surprisingly, but like, I, yeah, yeah. Shout outs to Scotty. He knew when to shut up. As I'm saying this, he's probably doing something to get himself in trouble, and I'm going to look like an idiot when this gets uploaded. But I, I've seen the well. They need to get rid of Rick Steiner, and you, you know what? I if it happens, it happens, and I understand it, and I agree. If I'm being honest. But then you're gonna you open up the can of worms. Well, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? What about mm. this guy? And I'm not saying don't fucking act, like Axe's Legends deal because of that. I'm just saying be prepared for that fucking discourse when it happens. Yeah. But again, to clarify, fuck Rick Steiner. Fuck anybody who has an issue with trans people. Fuck you. And again, and I'll reiterate this, and I'll reiterate this every episode till the end of time. I do not care. If you are a transphobe or a bigot of any fucking variety, I do not want you listening to my show. Fuck you. 
Agreed. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I, I got all of like, my in, in my frustrations out yesterday, so I don't have a, a too much to say about it today, but just what a piece of shit. I, I get that, like, nobody's perfect or whatever, and, like, there's been points where a lot of us can admit we've been problematic, but, like, yep. standing here right now in 2023, if you're going to be a transphobe, a homophobe, a racist, I, I, I have no fucking time for you. Sorry, that's, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Back we, to wrestling figures. Can we talk we about the retros now? Fight Studios. Oh god, you know what? I was about to talk about stuff that I thought was cool, but yeah, let's let's fucking let's talk about this. Yeah. So I'm on wrestling figs in the access thread, and somebody's like, apparently the the next retro four pack is Vader, Undertaker, Lawler, and Paul Bearer. And I was like, okay, Vader's a layup, right? Just rip off the old fucking earthquake and typhoon. But they didn't. They didn't. It's like the current tugboat, isn't it? it? Pretty much. Yeah. He's even got like the stitching on like the edge of the tank top. Like mm. how fucking he's got Bray Wyatt's arms too. How fucking lazy can you be? And I saw the people like, well, Hasbro reused molds. Hasbro didn't fucking do this level shit until the end of the license. Mattel's done this fucking stupid parts reuse the entire time these have existed. And then like, oh, cool. Phantom of the fucking Undertaker. I don't give a shit. I mean, that's like, pretty much the same as the I, one they already released th- just a, with the mask. Yeah, like, whatever. Who cares? Paul Bear, same body as Oakland, same body as Jimmy Hart. I, I don't give a shit. Here's the thing, though. It fits him more than the other two. Yeah, they actually found someone that, that fit the body type that they've been <laughs> using. And I mentioned on Wrestling Figs, I was like, well, that's cool, but like, He's the same size of, as Jimmy Hart, and that doesn't make any sense. And and nobody responded to me. It was just more people saying, oh, these look great and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. They don't. The one that I will say does look great, Jerry Lawler. That figure is fantastic. Yeah. The drawback is it's Jerry Lawler. <laughs> and also, if the idea was going to be these were all based on, like, you know, 95, 96, why, is he in the, why isn't he in the black and red? Because when I, I think know. of like Lawler from that era, that's that's the that's literally the BCA figure of him. Yeah, that's what he wore most of the time. <laughs> there was the part of me that even after seeing them was like, uh, you know what? I kind of maybe maybe I do want these, but then I remembered how much they're going to cost, and I have nowhere to put them. And also, that Vader. <laughs> I mean, for a Mattel retro, I guess it's good, but the bar for those is so fucking low that like. What even constitutes a good figure in that line? I guess that. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, man, I... The Hasbro figures were not, like... Fucking one body being reused every single wave. They weren't low detail. They weren't... For the era, they weren't even... Bam Bam Bigelow's got, like, tattoos. They weren't low deco for the Mm -hmm. era. It just, I, uh, the people that think those are like, honestly better than the zombie sailor figures. I, no, I don't like, understand them. No, not at all. I will say um, about, um, zombie legends sailor, 19. When just, uh, he showed off, um, God, why can I not remember the name? Power and glory. Why doesn't oh, Her- power and glory? Yeah. yeah. Why doesn't Hercules have any tape? 
I don't know. Remember, Raven didn't have any tape when he was initially shown either, and then okay, that got so added later. Hopefully, it gets added because I don't remember Hercules ever having wrestling with bare bare hands like that. Even wrist tape. And Sabu also, I remember, didn't have wrist tape on the left hand either when he was initially shown, but he ended up having it too. So fingers crossed. By I the way, saw somebody on Wrestling Figs claiming the the Hercules head looked bad. Oh, it doesn't. I saw that too. No, it doesn't. You can still get for those who are interested. You can get Sabu, Dino Bravo, and Brian Mayer still on Pro Wrestling uh, Tees for anyone that's looking for them. I would absolutely recommend the uh, the Sabu. And the Bravo, they're both fantastic figures. Um, he put Danhausen back up on Pro Wrestling Tees. I don't know if it's still there. Cool figure, but there's a lot of other stuff I wanna I wanna get right now, and it doesn't kind of fit in so much. Um, Legends 19 went up for pre-order. Conveniently, the day the Undertaker goes up, Brother Love goes too. Mm. Um, also you have the nation Delo and comma, which that's, those are cool. I wish they, I wish they just reused the comma body on comma, but no, they, they didn't, which doesn't make any sense Tula a new torso form. And you're only going to use it one time. That's Mattel for you. Um, who the fuck is the fourth guy in that set? Um, was that the one of DBOC? No, 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 no. That's that's Legends Twenty. Okay. This one's oh, uh, ninety-seven Undertaker, like with the cowboy hat. Right, right. That's that's a figure. That's all right. I mean, it's cool. I I have no use for it. Uh, Legends Twenty was revealed. Kurt Hennig in yellow with the fucking stupid pull-down straps, which I don't even associate that with Kurt Hennig. Like, I'd rather if you're gonna do any sort of like gimmick singlet for kurt why don't you just do the fucking like cloth stuff with like the black trunks underneath so it's like a two-in-one why don't they do like the the black and white nwo attire that he wore for quite a bit they always go with mr why Perfect why won't that. somebody do the fucking blue and black from SummerSlam? yeah that too that's the most iconic kurt hennig match and it's never been done in figure form but i'm what? hopeful to your point we get the black and white in the monday night war line that'd be oh. cool I always thought it was funny how him and Scott Hall had black and white attire and the, the black, the, the white on them both turned gray after time. I don't know why. I, um, it was just very noticeable on both their attires. Who else is in that set? There's a DiBiase. One is in the white and gold tux. There's like old man DiBiase with like his green tux. Yeah, and that's not... I can't think of when he actually, like, wore that shit. I don't think he did. As an old guy, at least. It's... Yeah. Some of the things Bill does with that line, I do I do not understand. I'm trying to find the picture of who the hell the fourth figure in that set is, because I, I, off the top of my head, I do not remember. Where in the hell is the poster? Oh, it's 99 Triple H with like the right, the like bleeding Triple H T-shirt, which uh, that's that's the figure, I guess. I might get that. Um. Oh, also, we saw the ruthless aggression Tori Wilson and JBL. Tori is a tremendous figure. Uh, JBL is not so much. Oh, I guess we also saw uh, series six of those. The final wave, and it's MVP, which is a remake of Elite Series One MVP, which 
is so lame. Why couldn't we get the white and red MVP gear? Like, come on. Uh, <clears throat> we, we've got a Miz figure that's like 08 Miz, and like, who gives a shit? Mm. And then we've got, I guess it's supposed to be Rock Concert Rock, but he's also got the big belt buckle, and the tattoo is on his chest, and he didn't have that part on his chest in 03 which people have pointed out isn't accurate. I might get the camo edge. I'm, I don't really have a reason to get the Tory Wilson, even though it is a, a good figure. I really wish the Bradshaw figure had a different torso. Why are we still giving him like a normal sized dude torso? He's fucking Bradshaw. Like they showed a, a Gunther elite that looks amazing for one and two, the torso kind of looks like it'd be more appropriate for Bradshaw. It also looks like they could use it for Steve Austin if they were so inclined. Yeah. And it would make a lot more sense. They showed off some other current elites, but and some basics. I, I don't feel compelled to, to talk were, about those and give them any sort of, what were you going to see about boss rush earlier? Oh, real quick, uh, before I talk about boss fight, we saw um, physical prototypes of the superstars, uh, Hogan and Piper, which they're going to anchor the next two series, like how Rock and Savage are going to anchor the next two hit retail. Uh, Piper and... Yeah, and we also saw a Kurt Hennig, also in a fucking yellow singlet, but that one one looks amazing. And we also saw Bam Bam Bigelow with a removable shirt. And on the shirt is like the 88-era Bam Bam Bigelow-like flames. I'm curious if you take the shirt off, if it's like the 94 blue and orange, because that's never been done in figure form. That mm. would look really, really cool. Um, Boss Fight showed off some renders of upcoming. Well, I guess Master Public showed them off for Boss Fight. They had a poster with um, what appear to be painted samples of Fanatico Series 2, which is uh, Black Tarus, which that figure looks fantastic. Uh, Hio del Paraguayo, which also looks great. Uh, I'm gonna have to order that one. Uh, long haired EMLL era Vampiro, and to me, other than Tarus, the show stealer of the set, which is Ultimo Dragon in the green attire from WCW, right? Uh, these look great. I know people have issues with the scaling of boss fight stuff, these figures are phenomenal. I've, we uh, also saw they're I've, expanding the collectors. Oh, go on. I've still got that Ultimo Dragon on pre-order. I'm going to have to, I think, uh, when I get the chance. They expanded the collector's waves to four figures. So the next one after uh, Conan and Lady Maravilla are already out. But the next series is going to be Taya Valkyrie. Uh, Vampiro with the freaking Wrestling <laughs> Society yes. X belt, I love which it. is so cool. <laughs> Um, Tonight Blast Jr., which if you played Saturday Night Slam Masters, his mask will look very familiar to you. He's, he's also got his own Laredo game on Steam. Kid. What? Yeah. He's got like a, a mobile side-scroller on Steam. Beast. I'm yeah. going to have to play that someday. Um, The Laredo Kid figure is cool. I... Master Public has so many people under deals, and this is just... I understand Laredo Kid's going to appeal to more of, like, the modern, like, PWG audience. He's also been in AEW once or twice. Right. I would rather they lean into, like, the legends of Lucha that never got, like... Like, they have Pirata Morgan under a deal. 
Like, give me Pirata Morgan. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also curious. They have Roosh and Dragon Lee under deals. Can can Master Public make Roosh and Dragon Lee? Because if so, uh, please make a Roosh. It's going to be better than that shitty ROH figure, and it's also probably going to be better than whatever Jazzwares shits out. But I, I got I got super. Oh, and then MLW. They have um, the MLW equivalent of Fanaticos, which is more akin to like the Basics wave. Um. They showed off Series 1, which includes EJ and Duca, who has been gone from the company since, like, January. So he's going to have been gone from the company for, like, a year and a half, probably by the time that thing comes out. Um, Lince Dorado, which... Who gives a fuck? The show stealer of that whole set, and arguably the most important reveal of the entire fucking weekend, Fusion Series 1, Microman. I didn't see that. Dude, hold on. I have the picture right here on my phone. It's it may or may not be my fucking background on my phone. Uh shout outs to Microman. That figure is going to cost twenty dollars. I do not care. I will buy it. Oh my goodness. I will live stream me bringing back my figure fed and putting him over Breath the Hitman Heart in the new gen ring in 32 seconds. I'll live stream every Microman title defense, none of which will go longer than 45 seconds. They and should make more minis. I want mini legends. I, I, I wish we could get like mini Abismo Negro. I wish we could get regular Abismo Negro. Yeah. And uh, the boss fight legends line. They have Sikosis, the original one, under a deal, and they've actually made t-shirts with him that were at like freaking Hot Topic. I would love to get a figure of him. And not even just like WCW Sikosis. Like I want like the like bodysuit he was wearing in you know ECW and AAA, like the white and orange like you know great value Jushin Liger gear. I I got like I was really hyped about a lot of the WWE stuff we saw, but like seeing the boss fight stuff, I was like, damn man, like we we really have like we we've hit a point where like lucha libre figures are actually being made. And not only that, the Lucha figures that are being made are kind of the best wrestling figures on the market in terms of, like, detail and articulation. And yeah. I do have to get Conan and Lady Maravilla uh, probably this week. I saw that um, EMLL Vampire was on Amazon Canada for, like, 30 bucks. That's not bad at all. Everything else is, like, 50 and 60. No, it's... Ooh, Jesus, that's yeah, that's a lot. Yep. I um I I would get that Vampiro, but they're making a collector's figure with the WSX belt that's yeah, also that, a long-haired that, Vampiro. That's the one I want, yeah. Yeah, I can't we're we're probably in all honesty like another year or two away from that figure because mm. unfortunately the reality of like smaller companies making figures is boss fight doesn't get priority in the factories. But I mean, I have their their uh, Phoenix and Pentagon figures, and like they're they're so good. They're like a they're a fucking in between of like a Hasbro figure and a Storm Collectibles figure. I never took the Fanaticos Hooventude out of package yet. I'm still disappointed they they had wrist tape on the render or the wrist gauntlets on the render, but the actual figure didn't have them. And that's you know hopefully hopefully we get a collector's Hoovy. That's in a similar attire to the figures toy company Hoovy, because I'm still mad at myself for buying that figure. But if they gave us one in the boss fight line, 
I would I would be thrilled. The Hoovy's a fantastic wrestler, and more people need to talk about how great he was as opposed to like the stories of him getting on like ecstasy in Australia and WCW. Yeah. Like those stories are funny too, I guess. But you know, Hoovy I, I said this to a friend during uh El Hilo del Vikingo and Commander on the ROH pay-per-view. Ray Phoenix, when you see him for the first time, is like insanely impressive. It's like when you see Ray Mysterio for the first time. But then you see like El Hijo del Vikingo for the first time, and it's like when you see Hoovy for the first time, and it's like, oh, this guy does all of Rey Mysterio stuff and somehow looks even more effortless. And he also does like more impressive stuff because Hoovy was doing like the 450 and Ray wasn't doing that shit. And like Hoovy was also doing like similarly like spectacular dives and stuff. Obviously, Vikingo's like not human. That guy's like a human cheat code. But like I'm saying, like seeing those guys. It it reminds me of how I felt when I saw them. Nobody reminds me of Sikosis though. He was he was an anomaly. Black Taurus is great though. He's he's phenomenal. Somebody needs to sign him, or at Hoovy least put also, him on TV in the U.S. Hoovy also had like a, a bit of a revival in Noah with uh, Ricky Marvin, and, and those matches are definitely worth checking out for. Yeah, who hasn't seen them. Yeah, the freaking um, uh, Hoovy and Ricky Marvin versus uh, Maruken tag match from Noah. Yeah. That's that used to be on youtube i don't know if it still is but if you hear this and you want to see like an insane like 30 minute junior tag like just in the best way possible like spot fest shit show that's oh my god that match is amazing yeah it also features an attempt of the doomsday frankensteiner which goes about as well as every other attempt of that move <laughs> in the history of wrestling yeah that that match is so good um have Chella or Epic or whatever the hell they're called now, have they shown or done anything recently? I don't think they have shown anything. The the other thing off the top of my head would be the Hustel uh, Mabel, which... Oh, he's, ta- he's taking money for that again. Or not yeah. again, but... I think that looks pretty good, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know. With it being Hustel and, and You're no going to have to ship something and... at some point, buddy. Yeah, it looks like um. Yeah, well, what did you think of the figure itself? I thought it looked it looked pretty damn good. I don't think if anybody else showed anything else this week, because obviously I just saw on Instagram today at six p.m. Eastern, um, a bunch of influencers are going to get to see and post reveals from the Mattel store in LA. Mm-hmm. So those will be covered on the next episode of Critical. But what did you think of the Mabel? Oh, the Mabel, I think it's, how do I put this? I think it looks great. Um, In my mind's eye, that's what, if I hadn't seen the blueprint of what Hasbro Mabel was supposed to look like, basically Yokozuna's size and stance is about what I would imagine for him. Yeah. Um, It looks, it looks wonderful. I wish that it was closer to the actual Hasbro kind of like the, the bar for all of the stuff is zombie sailor, Jeff Jarrett now. Cause he took the original sketch and then did like, you know, the, the straps on the gear were sculpted. He added the fucking wristbands to him. So like, it's not exactly how the sketch was intended to be done, but I feel like it was, it's a good modern approximation of what like, the sketch was going to be this Yo- Yoko. I'm sorry. The Yoko body for um, Mabel makes a lot of sense, like using that as a base. And if, 
if the idea is like, here's what my custom Mabel from the nineties looked like, or would look like if it was mass produced now, then yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely the, um, that's a tremendous way to go. And again, I think it looks good. I just, I'm hesitant to give him my money because of who he's in bed with. Yeah. Um, and that would be, and I mean, that's all due respect, I guess, to rush collectibles, but you, you can't just take money and shit on zombie sailor and then not deliver anything. Cause zombies delivered a series of figures and like three exclusives. Now you can, you can't really shit on. And he's, he's producing series three alongside series two, meaning he's going to be dropping a lot of figures whenever those end up coming in. I will say this though. I'm a little disappointed. He didn't update anything on the six inch line this week. Yeah. I mean, this would have been the time, right? Yeah, when everybody was getting real excited about the Nitro stage, if you have something impressive, you got to show it. Yeah. But I think if the idea is those are going up for pre-order in the summer once like Series 2 is shipped, then maybe maybe we'll be waiting a little bit more time. But the Jeff Jarrett render he showed looked excellent from what we could see of the Pillman, which wasn't much. That looked excellent as well. So I'm I'm hoping we see we see more of that line soon. But having said that, we've we've gone for a bit here. Um, next week's episode is Wrestle Kingdom 1 and 2, I believe. Yep. To finish up the New Japan games. I suspect one of us will be a lot nicer to those games than the other. We're not going to spoil which one this week. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played Day of Reckoning 1 and 2 recently. I will say this. It blows my mind how much better those two games are than Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> like, same engine, but I just DOR feels better to play than Wrestle Kingdom 1. And then, like, the gameplay changes with 2 take it even further away from playing, like, DOR. I, I, we'll get into it next time, but, like, I still, I still love both, like, Wrestle Kingdom games. But I, my brain remembered them being like just Japanese DOR, and then WK2 being Japanese DOR with some changes. But playing DOR one and two again recently, like, no, those games are those games are actually pretty different. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for. We won't be covering the Xbox 360 version because, well, I won't because I don't have it. No, anymore. Me you might. No, no. Okay, so we're just gonna be talking about the PS2 versions, or the PS2 version of Wrestle Kingdom one, and then the so PS2 is all we got for WK2, unfortunately. Imagine that game with those graphics on a system that renders shit in HD. Ooh, good lord. Um, but having said that, I'm Mongo. He's the big dirty LB, Liger Busa. I actually pointed to the couch in my living room when I said that. You're not here. <laughs> please please, nobody think we're recording this in the same place. We do not have the budget for travel. But we will see you for next time's episode 20, and what a way to celebrate. Wrestle Kingdom 1 and 2. We'll see you all later. <laughs>